everyone, and welcome to another awesome episode of Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Today's record date is Turdos, mid-year the 19th, and this marks uh, the first episode of all of us being back together again. What's going on, guys? Well, not We're much, back. except for England. You don't have three points. I'm sorry, Mary. <laughs> everyone, everyone, be world cupping it up in here, yo. Uh, that is that is the illustrious, the wonderful, the slightly beautiful for a man, uh, Shanks Tank. Hello, internet. What's going on? Yeah. I'm world cupping it up, as uh, Barwood said. Be, world, world cupping it up, son. Um, that 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 that. Uh, that genius over there giggling in the corner is the one and only lore master himself. Lewis, the Roman Empire fell because I advised it to Olan. <laughs> Hello, Lord. Hello, Shank. Hello, YouTube, Twitch, chat room. What is going on? It's and, good to be back. And uh, it's it's great to it's great to have you back, uh, Shank, not so much. And then Dave <laughs> <laughs> Force, I don't shave because I'm generous and hairy because I want to be. Adams. I actually have to amend that because before the show I had to take a break and I shaved my thighs. For stealth. For stealth. Just go ahead and put my cup of coffee down right there. <laughs> 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 what up, oh, homies? Good to have you back. Yeah, it's good to be back. It's been a... Uh been pretty rough but ready to be back ready to have that work uh here to take my mind off of everything and get things rolling again absolutely uh well you are listening to elder scrolls off the record the number one show about the world cup not really at all <laughs> <laughs> the only reason why i know that uh soccer has a world cup is because i may have heard it while i was walking past somebody today while they were cheering their heart off at something. We're like, yay, World Cup. I'm like, what's that? There must be a big cup. Anyway, our show is sponsored in part by Tweaked Audio. TweakedAudio.com. Buy their crap, it's good stuff, and 30% off with our code off Buy the record. Buy their crap, it's good stuff. And then Audible. <laughs> Audible Really? Ri- why not? <laughs> well, Buy their crap, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. That's, their their that's crap's all. good. Yeah, it's almost as good as my Need for Speed segue. Almost. Give me one second. I have to uh, reenact the World Cup picture. Go ahead. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Let's let's get that up on, on the live stream here. You, you had, get the picture I sent you? Yeah, I right? got the picture. That's like a dude face palming with a comb over. Let's. Uh. <laughs> wait, hold on. Let me get this. All right, so so Dave was making fun of off air the the uh, logo for the World Cup, saying that it's basically a dude face palming with a comb over, <laughs> and he's not wrong. Like this would be like the guy face palming, and like here's the comb over over here and over here. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's not, it's not bad. You know, we're about to have a good show when we talk about face palming and comb overs and soccer. Uh, anyway, also by Audible, audibletrial.com slash questgamingnetwork. Educate yourself and get a free book, son. And we'll talk about those guys later on. So you can find us. Uh, Lou, where can the, the wonderful people here find us on the interwebs? 
on the interwebs. You can find us first and foremost at elderscrollsoffthereco.com. We are also on Facebook at facebook.com slash record. Or if Twitter's your thing, send us a tweet at Elder Scrolls OTR. And as always, you can watch this episode and all of our great shows live at twitch.tv slash Network. This show starts at 7 p.m. Eastern every Thursdays. You can also catch us on YouTube, youtube.com slash Network. Indeed. And we're also joined by you, our, our wonderful chat room lurkers. Uh, it's wonderful to have you here, guys. So uh, we're going to be looking to you to maybe uh, add some information in because uh, we're talking about the Ask Us Anything Variety Pack 15, what we learned. Uh, our, our discussion about in-game stuff will come from Elder Scrolls Online and a little bit from Skyrim. And then, of course, Shank says something very awesome you should all be on the lookout for. Oh, yes. Uh, Lou, what are you going to be presenting in The Elder Scroll? Well, this week I'm just going to take us... Actually, this week and the next three weeks, I'll be taking us through a quick recap, as possible, of the eras, the timelines. So tonight we're going to start with the Dawn era. Sweet. Oh, that's that's going to be really awesome, actually, because I think the Dawn era and the Merithic era, all that kind of like confuses me a lot. So I'd be interest, I'm interested to hear what you've got to say on this. And also, Lou, as a side note, um, it might be time to start revisiting some old topics that, um, that you had brought in way back when in the first episodes of the show because uh, people have been asking, can, we, can you reprise some of that information? Oh, well, I would be glad to. I mean, if folks have any topic in particular they'd like for me to uh, rehash and revisit, yeah. by all means, uh, send us an email. Tweet us, chat, whatever, whatever floats your boat, whatever medium you want to use, let me know. Sounds good, man. And then, of course, your emails as well. Chatham's already weighing in. They're saying, Team Larkers, World Cup champs. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, was it? Uh, who that? Who said that? Uh, Bur- Burke X said that. And then uh, you've got uh, JD Thunderfox says, time to draw and listen to you guys at the same time. Well, good luck, JD. All right, so uh, I think we got through everything, and then uh, so so Dave, we've got a couple of things that we'd like to mention very quickly. And what would we those do? Be but so? wait, there's more. There's more. First up, yeah. <laughs> so that's a quick to mention. Um, I had to. I'm sorry. Uh, first up, new Crypt of the Hearts or Crypt of Hearts Veteran Rank Group Dungeon is closing in, and ElderScrollsOnline.com added three new themed wallpapers <gasps> to their site. I know they're awesome, aren't they? You shut your filthy mouth. Let me see this. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> those are those are right on the Elder Scrolls Online.com website. Please back away from Avar when he may stab you. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, if you saw the uh the E three uh coverage for Nintendo, Dave totally called it when he said that Reggie was gonna get on stage and murder somebody. <laughs> he didn't he? Okay, it was kind of claymation, but he totally made a guy explode. It Claymation, it was robot chicken, dude. It was robot chicken. <laughs> robot but chicken. first he set a dude on fire. <laughs> then he blew him up. I think I called it. I think you called it, too. So we're... Uh, <laughs> 
we're we're showing the the uh, the, the wallpapers right now on our on our uh, live stream. Uh, this first one is called "The Offering Is Accepted." This um, these veteran ranked dungeons, by the way, this is a uh, VR twelve. So, uh, shout out to Moriku, who's the uh, the only VR twelve I'm aware of that I know of at this point. Uh, I'm sure he'll be enjoying this very very soon when it comes out. You know what he can't enjoy? What's that? England in the World Cup. Oh, oh, oh shots fired! <laughs> shots fired! <laughs> Oh, I'm in a good mood today. <laughs> good, <Wow>. good. <laughs> From the virtual world of Tamriel to the real world of Earth. <laughs> Shots have been fired, folks. <laughs> Silver bolts fired. Silver bolts fired. <laughs> uh, here's another one. Volts in the vaults. Very, uh... Wow, but can't say that five times fast. <laughs> uh, no, not with this New York accent. What are you out of your mind? <laughs> I'll offend somebody. <laughs> You're already offending me. Yay. Yay! Yeah, for that. Go cut your hair, you hippie. And then... <laughs> and, uh, a towering monument to madness! I'm, I'm very confused as to how you made it sound like that. Well, I, I don't know. I, I'm throwing my voice, I guess. I don't know. But anyway, there's there's that. So that's, that's cool and stuff. What else you got there, Dave? Uh, well, this week's patch notes included a whole host of quest fixes... And one other tidbit that's at the very top that is one of our last incremental patches for our second game content update. Ooh. Yes, that's right. That means that the second game content update, or 1.2, will be coming out very shortly. So be excited. I'm totally excited about this. Lou, you want to you wanna weigh in a little bit on that? I mean, you've got a ver- veteran rank character and what do you think about about 1.2 coming out and, and veteran crypt of hearts? Oh, well, hopefully I'll be able to get there one of these days. <laughs> hopefully soon. <laughs> I hear that. Yeah, because I, I really can't wait to at least get to veteran rank 10 and at least attempt a lot of the the quests that are in Craglorn. And I'd and have to resort to joining an XP grind group out there, but I'd rather just do the quests that are normally experience the story they've got out there. You know, all the side missions as well. And at least attempt the trials, but I'm looking forward to them. I mean, they did say, let's see, what did they just read? One of their last incremental patches before the second game of content update. So, hmm. So we know we got Crypto Hearts coming up. I wonder, you know, what else will they sneak in? You know, that they just aren't telling us. I don't know. I don't know. Now, I'm looking forward to. I think. Let's say now they they do their patches on Monday, I believe. So we've got the twenty third, and then of course the thirtieth right after that. Right now they're saying this is one of the last, not that it is the last. So so that would suggest that the thirtieth would be when one point two comes out. But you never know. You never know. It might be out as as early as the twenty third, and they're just doing a play on words here to kind of throw you off a little bit. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll certainly keep you posted on ElderScrollsOffTheRecord.com with uh, with all that news. Uh, all right, guys. So, so what's been going on in game for, or just in general for, for everybody here? Oh wait, hold on. We've got we've got a bumper. I got to play first. Oh, there you go. In their tongue is Dovahkiin, Dragonborn. Dovahkiin! 
Wonderful. All right, there we go. So now we can talk. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so so uh, Dave, you've been uh, you've been out for a while, right? What's uh, what's going on with you and uh, and Tamriel? What have, what's been going on lately? Well, I think me and Tamriel have uh, well, we went, we had some troubles in the bedroom, and we eventually Whoa. had to get nope. separated for a little while. Uh-huh. They have and pills, our, Dave. We're working through some of the bigger issues. And I guess the biggest issue that's come up is I was expecting a lot more from veteran rank content than just, you know, brick walling, like chewing glass as you level up. Mm, Yes. I hear the, the leveling for that is very, very, very tedious. Well, tedious is one thing, but... It's it's so difficult that I'm not able to pay attention to the storyline, and I lost interest. You know, you know what's kind of I I, ha- I sort of had this thought sort of randomly during the week, and that and that is this: I know I know the veteran rank, right? Mm-hmm. That's supposed to be PVE end game for um for Elder Scrolls Online, but. I think everyone really just conceptualizes it as more leveling. It's what it looks like, yeah. It's all it is. It's more leveling. It doesn't feel like in-game. It feels like, you know, the second half of the game. Yeah, it's just it's just more leveling. And, it's all it is. Yeah, and um, it's not... I don't think it's supposed to feel that way. Well, it, at the end of the day, in all honesty, I got bored. Because... I can survive. It's just not fun. So I've actually, uh, I've mothballed my, my Nightblade. See, I knew you were playing a Nightblade because of what you just said. And we're going to, we're going to touch on that a little bit later on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, I was just about to say like, if when you and I were talking about that yesterday. Yeah. Nightblades in, in my opinion. Uh, well, I mean, I think it's a popular opinion. To, to be honest, uh, night blades just don't work when it comes to no, they don't. And I mean, oh, go ahead. There's dude. a there's like three different really effective builds, and while that's fine and dandy, yes, the class can be played. Yes, you can make it through veteran rank. For me, not having the ability to swap things around occasionally and just play around, it gets boring. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I I I will tell you this: if you primarily play a Nightblade and you're still in this game, I applaud your courage. Yeah, S- sincerely, I I absolutely ap- applaud your patience because I can totally understand the way Nightblades are. I can totally understand a person playing all the way up to level fifty, get her into veteran rank, and just saying, why did the brakes all of a sudden come to a screeching halt here? Like, what the hell just happened? Did anyone well, get the it's number? Like in of the that? chat room, the chat room says uh, it's supposed to be tough. You get the ex- to experience the other faction stories. Well, I agree, it's supposed to be tough, but it doesn't. It's so, especially with my Nightblade, the only really way I could survive with how I played the game. I had two builds. If I wasn't in one of those two doing a specific set of, of moves, I couldn't survive. Yeah. That's just me. 
other people may be different, but that's just me. Well, no, I don't. So, I don't know if it's just you though, Dave, because I I've, I've gotten my fingers into this a little bit myself, and I was utterly shocked at going from my experiences with the Templar and then seeing what it's like on the public test server with you know a veteran rank twelve Nightblade, not just mm-hmm. in Craglorn. Okay, I left Craglorn and I went to uh, the Rift, just taking on three enemies at once with a bow in my hand is utterly impossible. Oh, if you're going three enemies at once on a uh, with a night blade, you're not playing it right. You it basically uh, chats yelling again at it. You throw yourself at the enemy before they can throw themselves at you, basically with a night blade. Mm-hmm. And that's all I'm not saying it's not doable. I'm not saying it's not supposed to be tough. I'm not saying that the game is broken. What I'm saying is for me it didn't it isn't enjoyable anymore. So I've mothballed my Nightblade and in fact I started up a new character. Yeah. Well, you're not the only one either. I know uh I know Mori did the same thing. He he just he hung up the Nightblade for a while and and he started up another character and I think that mm-hmm. just hit veteran rank uh as well. So Which congratulations brother, two veteran rank characters. That's good. That's very very good. Um, so I, I know you're not saying night blades are broken or the games are broken. What I'm going to tell, I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to tell you night blades with bow and arrow as your primary weapon. That is broken. That's my and, build for fighting, uh, bosses actually. Well, uh, but that's because I, I keep very far distance and I have a really weird way to survive, but in all honesty, if I'm going up against enemies, yeah, no way in hell. And I that, need an arena. To be able to make the bow and arrow build work, which is why I use it on bosses. And that's what I told Maury yesterday when I was I was in the rift with him on the public test server. I told him, night blades with a bow in their hand work well if you have a tank and a healer and all you have to do is just stand on a rock in the back and just yeah. hurl damaging spells at a boss. Like, this but, could work for a boss. Go ahead, Shank. Is it is it so... Is it is it that specific combo that's weak, or is it the night blade, or just the bow? It's there's no one factor that would be able to be a, the easy fix. Go in and fix it. It's a little bit of everything. Because I mean, I, you'd probably know what I'm about to say next. Is like the bow is my bread and butter. Mm-hmm. So until they fix the bow shank, you're going to be horribly frustrated with it. Of I, I Some of the skills, you. many of the skills in the Nightblade tree, the bow skills are abysmally bad. Yeah. So what you're saying is it's good that I'm waiting six months for the yeah. console release. Absolutely <laughs> it is. Absolutely. Dude, when the console comes out, you're going to be so happy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will tell you this. One of the big problems that I have with, with the bow is is the fact that every single skill with the bow uses like... 200 and i'm being conservative on this it's like 200 plus stamina i when i made my my veteran my vr 12 veteran rank 12 doesn't get any higher than that right now okay veteran rank 12 nightblade on the public test server and i fought enemies that were two veteran ranks lower than me in the rift three of them at the same time with a bow and the majority of my my skills mm. being bow skills, I was still running out of stamina, and I had like eighteen hundred stamina on Ooh. my character. First off, you're a nightblade. Yeah. You shouldn't be attacking groups of three ever. 
if you're in a fight with a group of three, you better have four friends with you to help as a Nightblade. It, also, as a Nightblade, you shouldn't be running around killing things in an open area where you can run into other enemies with a bow. So, so then, Dave, for, for, those, for those Nightblades out there that are trying to play it with a bow, what, what do you think is the strategy that, that they should be approaching with this? Give, maybe give them a hand. Help them out a bit. This game, the key to this game is play how you want. The, but that doesn't mean play only the spec that you want. You need to have the right specs for the right situations. The people who want to play a bow, there's many ways to play a bow, depending on what skills you take. But if you're in a situation with a Nightblade that has multiple enemies, you're probably not going to need to use a bow or want to use a bow because that's not the right tool for that occasion. On the other hand, like I said, when I'm with a boss, oh my god, my dot build, there's nothing better than using my bow with my dot build. Uh, Luis HD Costa in the uh, in the chat room is saying, "Well, swap to dual wield and two hand." And I can tell you that I I yeah. do I have a secondary build where um, I would pull them in and do as much damage and try and push back one one enemy while they're all coming at me. And once I couldn't hold them back anymore, I would swap to my dual wield. Uh, abilities, which a lot of them were siphoning and, and assassination techniques, and I was I was dual wielding two, a dagger and a um, and a one handed sword in my hand, and and using that. And by the time they got to me, the enemies were still barely hurt. Mm-hmm. Even even after all of the the damage, I was hurling, I was like drained out of stamina, could barely move. Um. My magicka was starting to become depleted because now I'm I'm using magicka based abilities out of siphoning and assassination. Uh, See, that they makes really, mad, really, they really need to up the damage. The white damage is what they like what you like call it in other games. Yeah, the base damage from weapons need to be a lot higher. Uh, Shank, what were you saying? I was going to say, like, that makes me, like, you, I was shaking my head because, like, that makes me mad, dude. Like, it's making everybody angry. If, if you, if you, and I'm not even playing the game, but, like, just hearing you guys talking about it, it's like, and of course, like, what the chat room is saying and stuff, but mm-hmm. if, if, you, if you say you can play the way you want to play, that means I want to use the bow. I don't want to do a wield. If I wanted to do a wield, I would be using a dual wield. Like I'm using. Well, you have both. two specs. You're meant to have two specs on you at all time yeah. to swap in and out for for the situation at hand. But see, but that's the thing. Like I don't want to swap because what if I don't like using this alternate set of weapons? Like I because if if my play style is like the because as soon as you talk about dual wield, like that's very like close quarters, right? Well, like what that's you a, can that's do very. Is... That's, you have to like basically bring in your enemies basically and you're kind of taking oh. them in pretty close you could, it's shank, funny that oh, hold on yeah shank you, you could have two bows and and two different builds for for those bow for that that bow skill if you want like you could so i did not know that so i thought yeah. you had to have like literally like completely separate like no. you have a bow but you no. can't have another like okay no. because in fact, you can use the same skill on each setup 
Like you can have the same one on the first and the same one on the second. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, because like I don't know. To me, when you say like, and Zoss has basically been saying this for I don't know how many months, year probably. You know, play the way you want to play, and that that is a very core tenant of the 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 Elder Scrolls franchise, and that's kind of like one of the 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 key things about it is that that freedom to play. So. I, I really don't like, and it's not just specific to Elder Scrolls, but just games like these kind of bigger RPGs oh. in general. Where the, if, you, if you, if you, if one thing is so it's not working necessarily, and it forces you to try and p- to play like a different uh, weapon or like a different strategy or something, because I don't know, I, well, I, I, I take mean, issue with that. You know, it is a tangent that we're on right now. But if any, I think anything could be extracted from this tangent, it's you know, Zoss, please give a little love to to the bow skills and especially the night blades, because uh, they're 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 definitely in a bad way. And I'm sure you you hear your your community at this point about it because a lot of people are very vocal. And, and Shank, you know, you don't have to worry too much about this because the fact is is that. Um, as as a Templar, and I've got a Sorcerer build as well, um, and it, I, I've seen I've seen tons of Dragon Knights out there. I've got a Dragon Knight myself that's extremely low level. But the, the fact is, is that all these other builds. Geez, if you want to talk about builds, uh, the Dragon Knight is kind of crazy right now. But but uh, as well as they should be, uh, like everyone else. Uh, but you can you can have a viable build on all of these other classes it's just specifically speaking when it comes to night blades with a bow in their right hand, right yeah i'm saying in my opinion i think it's broken and I, I think it needs some some dramatic some dramatic uh some dramatic work done to it but in any way i digress um what else dave what else you got going on well as, as we were saying basically the funds left for me with my night blade for whatever reasons um, so I started to suck. I actually started a new character, and, and I, as y'all probably know, I already have kind of made a Templar and kind of made a Sorcerer. Well, I'm starting on uh, Dragon Knight. Oh, sweet. Yep. Um, I made an Imperial Dragon Knight and played around with it for a little bit, got about halfway through the starting zones, and then it hit me. I was like, you know... I kind of like this. I'm going to take it all the way. I'm not the right race for this class. So I deleted so? my character said- and started over. <laughs> so, so how's as an imperial? Yeah, I I don't want to be an imperial as a as a, a dragon knight. Okay, why not? I I well because I I really like the bonuses to fire that come from being a. Uh, a Dunmer. Oh, you, you dirty, dirty girl, you. <laughs> so I deleted my character. I remade my uh, my character as a Dunmer. And I think that it's going to be really well. And I'm, I'm really enjoying it. The thing is, is that the, the Templar felt way too easy. What? Shut up. Templar felt way too easy. Shut up. Uh, the the like Nightblade felt way too hard. Lou, what's your opinion? Shut up, Dave. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> the, you know, the Sorcerer, it, it felt just right, but it felt very specific. Like, if you use the right things, you're a beast. But if you use the wrong things, you're just going to, like, throw away mana. Um, I kind of don't know how the, the, 
the Dragonite's going to feel. And it's it. while a lot of the skills feel like it costs way too much to use them, like, what is it, Stone Fist? That's ridiculous. And there's other skills that feel way too small of a cost, way too cheap, and you can just spam them over and over again. Yeah. So I don't know how I feel about that. I, I need to probably play around with this class a lot more to really give an answer. The, the the Dragon Knight excels at pretty much anything you can throw at it. It really does. It's um it's a very, very, very strong class. Some say a little too strong. Um I call BS on that one. Uh a very popular build is with a uh, fire destruction staff. Yeah, it's actually what I'm using is a fire destruction staff and heavy armor. Yeah. Oh, uh for your nightblades out there as well, one of the uh, Maury was telling me, cause he, he's kind of like my go-to guy when it comes to night blades. Um, and for obvious reasons, the guy's got, you know, that VR 12 night. No, he's like VR 15 at this point. Uh, <laughs> Dave, that's not in the game yet. <laughs> uh, so I can't, I, I don't remember what I was saying, but in any event, uh, oh yeah. Night blades. Um, yeah, like a popular, <laughs> popular night blade build, uh, happens to be healing. So if you guys are if you guys are just hardcore Nightblade, I don't want to change right now. I want to I want to stay with this character. I've got too much invested in him. Uh, cool. I was the same way when it came to my Paladin in World of Warcraft. Um, just you know, if you're looking for for something different, maybe something to to you know uh, get through the the bump in the road, uh, go with a heal staff. You can do that. It's a very popular build these days. So so there you have it. So what else, Dave? Well, uh, I, I know that we hate talking about bugs, but that's kind of what stopped me from playing the game. Do we? Why? Why do we hate talking about bugs? Well, it, I hate talking about bugs, personally. What bugs got you to stop playing? Lou, you're very quiet over there. What? Uh, what's going on in that, that lore master mind of yours? Oh, he's taking it all in. in. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's just sitting there. He, he's got the whole, you know, yes, yes, keep talking. <laughs> yes. I'm about to drop the bomb. <laughs> oh lord. Um, but yeah, I I actually stop scratching, chat. Stop it. Oh my god. Back in it. <laughs> god, Dave. Uh, I actually had to stop playing the game. Forced to because the game bugged out on me. It wasn't allowing me to even open up. Uh, my my settings, like the escape button, wasn't working. I couldn't exit menus. I couldn't uh, exit anything, even exit the game. I had I like I had to press Alt to exit menus because the escape wasn't working. I had to slash log out in chat to even log out of my character. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> I had the same bug too. A couple of weeks ago, you, you get some goofy ones these days. I'll tell you that it hit me twice in a row, and then I was just like, "Forget oh, it, I'm done." Oh God, <laughs> that's awful. <laughs> you got no control over your character. Nothing. You're you're like, mm. <laughs> it was bad. It just smashing the keyboard. Please, God, let it work. Please. <laughs> Uh, some like you know three star elite comes running at you and they're like blah, 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 and you're like not now I'm trying to get out of the game. It's the worst thing ever. You know I don't make fun of you and you cry. <laughs> you do shut up. 
Um, I got I got lucky with my bug though. All I did was just uh, you know uh, I I reset the UI. I logged off, and then I I did a soft log off, and then a hard log off. I uh, turned off my computer, uh, reset the BIOS, and uh, flew to New Mexico and back. Uh, turned around three times in a circle, and then four times in a semicircle. Turned the game back on. Uh, changed my password and gave away my firstborn to Zenimax, and everything was fine after that. Oh, okay. See, that was really what I was going to try next, but then I was just like, you know, maybe not. There's a forum post up for that workaround. Yeah. <laughs> Oddly enough, that's exactly how you get the E3 2012 graphics back in Watch Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> wow, guys, you see that come out of left field? Yeah. Well, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> We got the number to that semi. <laughs> All right. So, anything else, Dave, to uh, to report on? Have you been back in the game since the uh, the the malicious bug of D turning off your escape button? Well, uh, well, no. I, I, me remaking my character was today. Okay. Yeah. Then uh, I threw a fit and I called uh, Chiz and talked to her about her hurt foot, and then uh, I got interrupted by you. And I embarrassed you on the phone. Yeah. Well. And, uh, yeah. It was pretty. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty amazing, actually. It, it was. It was awesome. So yeah. You. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rage philosophy. Uh, good old Rob in the chat room is saying Zoss is turning your firstborn into a White Walker. So. Oh. Yeah. 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 Pop culture reference. By the way, um, if you didn't see the finale for Game of Thrones. Mm. season finale oh my god people go watch it yeah you, mm-hmm. you done missed out <laughs> yeah yeah so uh looks like tywin may have uh so so lou <laughs> <laughs> what's uh what's going on with you what have you uh what have you been up to well uh past week game time has been pretty thin for me across the board for everything since those who didn't know i'm i Finally finished moving uh, a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. Congratulations! Yeah, thank you. Yeah, my family got a great deal on a new place, and we want to take advantage of it, so we all just upended <laughs> and moved in. Uh, but you know, I did manage to squeeze in some time over the past uh, day and a half, two days, and right now, since I am uh, veteran six on my high elf uh, sorcerer for the Admiral Dominion. I'm having one of our guildmates, uh, Brian, Brian21, uh, create the upgrades for my armor, weapons, gear, everything else. So hopefully sometime tonight I'll be able to get it and start testing it out. Sweet. Good luck. Mm. Uh, also, uh, did manage to finish all of Evanar Pact. And really? for those who don't know, that's this. that's the first faction you do on your Admiral Dominion character once you finish AD, you go to EP, MNR Pack first and do their story. Congratulations. Uh, What what veteran rank did you walk out of Ebonheart Pack? Six. Veteran rank six. Nice. Veteran rank six, yeah, almost seven. So, not bad. Pretty Well done. That genuinely blows my mind. Like, I'm not kidding. It will literally take me, like, six to 20 years to get to veteran rank one <laughs> well let's put it this way shank you will never complete veteran rank content because the only way to do so is by completing the quest chain uh tied to the zones mm. yeah it's not gonna happen yeah 
Probably not. Especially. So, well, you may become veteran rank, but you won't ever do the veteran rank content. I mean, I could see you like veteran rank 12, never have completed a quest, and everybody goes, how'd you get there? And you're just like, do you know how many boys we had to kill to get to this level? 65,374,721. And not a single one of them on, on his, on his uh, bow-wielding Nightblade because they're just awful. <laughs> Oh, gosh, that's fine. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So what are you going to do now, Shane? What? what do you mean? Now I can finally play the game. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Lou, what did you think of Eben, Eben Hart pacting on your, on your, uh, on your homie GQ? Uh, I, I liked the Eben Hart pack storyline. Please, uh, Personally, I, I enjoyed it. You know, I enjoyed ADs, and now having a chance to play through e, MR packs, you, you started. Know, I really, you, I really you, enjoyed it. You started a um, a uh, an an Eben Hart pack character uh, at level at level one once, right? Yes. Like you, you yeah, okay. So right. that, originally, what I did when we had when we first had uh, early access, okay, and Zos gave us the eight slots. I created all of my avatars already. So I could, you know, one, hold the names of my characters and, you know, at least set the pace of, like, I wanted a couple of characters for DC, a couple of characters for EP, and a couple of characters for AD. So what okay. I'm doing is that, you know, now you know, I'm going through the process of uh, using those characters. Um, but now that I've finished EP, uh, I stepped back, took a look at my character, my sorcerer, okay, and then I promptly put her in Craglore and parked her there for a little bit. Until I decide whether or not I really do want to go run XP grind groups and just do dungeon runs. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to explain why in a second. Sure. Okay. I, I do have one question for you, though, just on the experience. Do you actually, <clears throat> excuse me, um, with, your, with your AD character in Ebonheart Pack territory, do you actually uh, go through the, the Ebonheart pack territory the same way as you would, as if you had rolled a character on that faction, like you start in Deshaun and then you make your way over to. Yes. That, that is literally all you're doing. That's um, legit. Yeah. And, and this is, and this is what happens. And this brings me to, as to why I'm no longer, like, I'm not going to go finish DC now. My high elf Sork. Mm-hmm. All right. Because again, folks, it's just my opinion. Uh, but I am disappointed in the fact that my main character, right, the one I start, my favorite character, right, High Elf, Aldmeri Dominion Sorcerer, okay. When I went to Avatar Pack territory, I wasn't my High Elf, okay. I was impersonating someone from EP, okay. Um, spoiler alert! So next couple of seconds, folks, I'll give you time to fast forward. No. All right. Through the power of Dejic Prince, yes, you can experience the other two factions' storyline. However, you will not experience it as your character, as your main character. When you took all that time to level up, okay, all you are doing is literally taking the story from 1 to 50 for DC, EP, or AD and doing it as if you had a new character for that faction. Okay, If I was DC, I would be playing either a Breton, Orc. Or Redguard. Okay, or, you know, if you had an EP character, now it's better in rank one, now you get to play AD, you would be no different as if you had started a High Elf, Bosmer, or Khajiit character. 
All right. And to me, that I, I mean, it's I like I said, I still had fun with it, but I'm a little disappointed in the fact that that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm not playing a high elf anymore. Yeah, I have a high elf character who's a sorcerer, but for all intents and purposes, she's not a high elf. She's whatever you know faction she is. She's playing in right now. So, so wait, let me get this straight. They actually take the character that you built and they put you in a completely different body? No. It, it's literally you're in your body. You're on your character that you created okay. in character okay. creation. But you're literally treated as if you were uh, one of the faction. Oh, so they, you're they, not... don't, they don't see you as I. You know, Evanhar Pack never saw me as high elf. They saw me as one of them. Okay. So... As completely one of them. I wasn't doing... Anything to further AD's cause, my character's cause. I was literally just saying, you know, if I was in a willing prison, I created a a um, a Nord, Argonian, or Dunmer, and got out of there. That's exactly what that's exactly what it is. So, so every okay. So then, everyone in the game in that side of the faction sees you as one of them, a faction race. What well, happens yeah, to so all you, your you skills? You still have all your skills? You still have all your skills. You're still your main avatar. Okay. But they treat you as one of them. Are you talking about NPCs or are you talking about like players? NPCs. Okay. All right. So it's not like players see you as... No. even play- Yeah, the players will, see, will still see you originally as you are. But the NPCs will treat you as one of them. Even though you are sworn, you are in a war, three-prong war. They will treat you as if you're one of them. Okay. All right. Now, I, I think I got a better handle on, on what it is that you're actually saying. No, so, what I'm saying is, yeah, you, you, you're your character, but for all intents and purposes, you're impersonating one of them. Okay. So, so just, to, just to be clear, you, er, everything is the same when you go from your faction to the other faction, but the NPCs treat you as if you, you hail from... From... Ebonheart Pact. The well, Ebonheart Pact. And is that because there's some sort of, like, Daedric spell? Uh, uh, no. Nope. Uh, 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 remember. Uh, you don't get to know that. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, I mean, the only reason why I'm asking is because for, for our listeners that haven't gotten that far, are they're probably freaking out and screaming at their radios right now, and <laughs> I just want to make sure, like, we're clear on what it is that we are saying on the show. Um, I and okay. this this is why I made it clear you you are basically impersonating someone from that other faction, the other two factions. Okay. Okay, but players see you as as you build as your you, character. NPCs, you see you. everything else sees you. Well, the NPCs for that faction see you as one of their faction. Okay. Even though I'm a high elf and the Dunmer Argonians and Nords are going to kill high elves, guess what they're giving me? Hey, good going there, guy. Good going. Good job. Great. I could use your help. I'm one of your sworn enemies. What? What? Yeah. What, what is this? So, do they see you as as a defector, or they see you as no? They, they see you as one of them. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, spoiler. They, you are you don't exist. It is as if you have been reborn in that faction. Faction. Okay, but you are just in the mind of someone of that faction, okay. reliving it. Mm-hmm. All right, from a different angle. Okay. Let's put it this way. You are not furthering for all test purposes. When you hit 50, your story ends. Pretty much, That's it. When you experience the other two factions, it's as if you were taking your character 
and literally re-rolled into that faction. That's all you were doing. All right. So to be clear again, um, you you do still have the skills that you've built and and mm-hmm. the loadout that you yeah. built. Yes. Yeah. You all of your all of your gear, your level, all, all that your stays gear, the same. Character you hold your level. Change. Right. Okay. So the only so really what's changing is that the NPCs interact with you as if you are from their faction. Yes. Yep. Okay. 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 I just want to make which sure is, that that's out there. Which is really surprising because like you'd expect them to be like. You are really ugly for a Khajiit. <laughs> right. And, and, and that is yeah, and that is one of the issues I have with the game. Great I mean, all the stories are wonderful. Don't get me wrong. I love the stories. However, you know, now I already know what's happening, Ebonhar Pact. All my Ebonhar Pact Ebonhar Pact characters are pretty much there because I already know what's happening. Mm. I already know exactly what's going to happen in their development. So so now that this thing has happened to you, what uh, what's your plan going forward for? I, I, yeah, what's your plan going forward now that you know that this is in the game? And this is something that you you really disagree with. That's uh, that's right. That's why my high elf is now Parson Craglorn. I'm deciding whether not just do grind groups, get the very rank twelve, just do dungeon runs because you know what? I'd like to save DC and just see that from a totally fresh perspective. Which is why I'm now working on DC characters mm-hmm. and just love them to one to normally because. Pretty much, if I take my VR character through DC, mm-hmm. it's not going to be any different. You were doing the same exact story as if right. you were taking a fresh character. That's actually the exact same reason why I stopped playing mine was because I was focusing so much more on just trying to stay alive. I wasn't paying attention to the story. Yeah. So I just like, I want to do this fresh. I want to do this at level where it feels right. So, in fact... I don't even think I mentioned earlier, did I, Did I, Lou? I didn't mention what faction I was on. Mm. Um, I, I'm starting a, a DC character. My, okay. my Dragon Knight is DC as well, like Lou. Right. I mean, as uh, Luis A.C. Costa said, yeah, it's, it's bad for alcoholics like myself. Yeah, it, it, is, it is bad because you, you really do ruin the surprise or the newness factor for your other characters that you create for the other factions. Yeah. Okay. That's about it. But um, well, be aware, is- all you guys out there, be aware who may be breaking into this. You know, um, yeah, uh, you may want to. If this is something that upsets you as well, you may want to do what Lou is doing now, which is sort of uh, sort of level up through through uh, through dungeon runs. Yeah, yeah. Or, or other alternatives, other means. Um, because if you really want to see those other storylines, but from those from characters you created for this faction specifically. Mm. You know, for I for one never tell someone how to play, but you may I would just you may want to stop for a bit and maybe just experience the storyline from that character's perspective. Otherwise you're just gonna see it in the VR level and you're not going to see any difference. And it's the exact same story. It's it is yeah. the exact same story. Yep. <laughs> really? You are like I yeah. said, you are not doing anything for your faction anymore. Once you hit fifty and you hit the other zones, that's it. You know, I was okay, I'm on my A D sorcerer. And I'm killing Almeri Dominion people. I'm like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> I'm, an, I'm a high F AD. Why am I giving these missions, these quests? Oh, wow. See, I thought, and the way I think it was kind of uh, told to us was that you go into your enemy enemy's faction territory and you sort of advance the, the storyline from the perspective right. of your faction in that territory. As if, like, and I always kind of thought, like, oh, okay, they must mean, like, some some sort of, like, you know, um, 
horrible, horrible apocalyptic issue uh, sort of surfaces at the end of your faction and you've got to go into these other territories to, yeah. you know, behind enemy lines and sort of like fix that. I mean, I think that's kind of like how it was sold to us. That's right. what I thought at least. That's man. what I thought as well. And yeah. you know, I want to just point Osgand. It is an issue for me because you're talking about, yeah, the any race, any faction. That's one, that's one way. That's one thing. Now, because you can have any race, like in any of the Tez games, the Tez role-playing games, and still be the main character. It is an issue for me. Because, all right. The problem I'm talking about is the fact that, you know, we were told you would be able to quest, take your character, and you know, and quest in the other zones. Technically, Not, you can, but it's like a Twilight right. Zone kind of thing. Exactly. Or you're under the threat of constant attack from the NPCs who aren't friendly to you. Because you, they'll still see you as you, right? Not as one of them per se. Yeah. So just just to say this again, like you go into the veteran ranked territories, and it's the exact same quests. Yes, verbatim. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Yeah. The in fact, the uh. only thing that changes, the only thing that controls what faction you're in between the veteran rank content after you complete the game without trying to put out any spoilers is let's just say that the the veteran rank content that moves you into those different uh, factions is an, a, a continuation of only the world quest line. So after you complete the world quest line chain, then part of that is to go through alternate realities to go through the the other quest chains. All right. Well, there could be all right. There there could be some people out there that that like this kind of thing. All right. Uh, those are the people out there that are not altaholics or or just want to have an alt at all, but are are interested in what's going on well, over there in those factions. Well, hold on. I, I I don't consider myself an altaholic, but I still think this. I still think this is an issue. I, I think it's like, an issue too. I don't. I'm going I'm to tell you right now. I don't like that at all. Yeah. Like. I, I don't know. I thought that I could have a complete, like, total I- different experience with one complete character going through the entire, literally the whole game. Yeah. And then start up, like, a Khajiit, for example, in that faction and have a totally different experience. You yes. know? And the fact is, is that you, uh, if you, if you have a character in the AD, the EP, and the DC, and and you go from one to fifty in in those territories, you're going to be experiencing the exact same stories as it when you take one of those level fifties and then go into you know those enemy faction territories for you. You're going to be experiencing the same level one stories all the way up again, just as. Just, VR levels, that's it. VR levels and tuned up and that's it. Wow. So mm-hmm. so is there anything like world uh like like Dave was saying, the the world quest chain, like does that change or is that just done by the time you go into those enemy factions? No. It, it it's the enemy faction thing is actually tied to a quest in the world quest chain quest line. Doing that like one of the quests says complete the Aldmeri Dominion. 
So the entire duration of you going through Aldmeri Dominion is once you complete it, it checks off that and it then sends you to Ebonheart yeah. or wherever. I'm surprised there aren't more people angry about this on the internet. Like for all the for all the the uh, the negativity that we're getting about this game on the internet, this is the one thing that has just floored me. Like, like I'm I'm sort of waiting for you guys to be like, just kidding, bro, bad joke. No, oh, dude. I mean, that's what I, that's why when Lou was saying it, I was like listening just to make sure I understood it. Like that yeah. really took me. by I mean, I'm not one to role play. Like, I never role play my characters. But strictly from a Shank is in the world perspective, like I like that immersion and that really. If they just treat you like just another bro from their, you know, alliance, that's. I, mean, not, I hate to use a cliche, but it kind of breaks my immersion. It does. I I I don't like that. Well, like you got to figure they they had no intention originally of even letting us touch the other factions with our characters. Yeah, that they is had no true, intention actually. of that at all. Yeah. So for us to even have that content, that extended gameplay, that's them trying to fill a void that was there. So it sucks because they didn't actually have anything for it. <laughs> Hold on, Dave. Crispy in the chat room says the people who complain on the internet haven't played long enough to experience this problem. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how right you are, dear. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I, look. I mean, this is this is this is like the worst thing I've ever heard. This is awful. Um, yeah, that's not cool. But uh, I also don't see this changing because to go into all of these different areas and change those quests, it's it's you, you got to relaunch the game. I I, just, I don't see it happening. It, it'd be a first for me, I'll tell you that. So, uh, well, all right. Let's see. Uh, I'm going to address what Team C75 said in the chat room. Sure. People complain be not being able to hit the other factions with one character. Mm-hmm. You're correct. And they have it. And now they're just critiquing the fact that it's no different. All right, when you take your character, your main character, you want to continue your story, your faction story, your your race's story, okay? Not further the other faction's cause. Because that's exactly what you're doing. Okay? Let, let, me, let me throw this out there, too. We're not saying that this is game-breaking. No, all right? not this at all. Is, this, is a, this is a preference is what it is. We here were, I guess we all sort of got the impression that we're going to just continue our faction story just behind enemy lines. And if you listen to past episodes of the show, you're going to hear me say almost exactly that phrase. Uh, so so um, to hear that what we're going to be doing is just experiencing the same story as you were, as you would if you had created a proper character from that faction is is very... Um, disappointing for for myself and and I guess for everyone here as well. But the fact is, is it still works. It's still great content. It's still very enjoyable, very interesting. Um, so don't well, think that it's not, and don't think that we think that the game is like in quotes broken to coin an annoying MMO term uh, yet again. But it's not. It's just it's just we were expecting more, and I think a lot of people were too. Go ahead, Dave. In all honesty, from having experienced it, my opinion on it isn't that it's wrong or game-breaking. The story that leads into it gives you reason 
for it, kind of. It's a kind of a flimsy excuse to do it, but it feels like filler content. Like, we, we know that we want to put veteran rank in the game. We know that we don't have enough content to actually feed the veteran rank, especially at launch. So here's what we're going to do, and then we're going to put in things like Craglorn, which Craglorn, you can start at VR1. Yeah. Hold so on, it feels Dave, like just, Craglorn's I- really where veteran rank should have started. Dave, let me just, I hate to interrupt you, I really do, but some of the guys in the chat room are saying some really good stuff. Osgand is saying, uh, this makes sense, though. For them to rework the story and other alliances would take months, if not a year or, or more of work. I agree. Uh, Wicked Wolf is saying, it is what it is, I guess. I'll just, I'll just do, I'll just do up to 50 on three characters, break from the game for a while, and then come back to do vet stuff. Uh, TMC is, is saying, <clears throat> I'm not... I'm not speaking about you guys specifically. I read a lot of Reddit at, while at work. And then Appletini is saying, uh, it was just a bit disappointing when I realized the quests were the same. Exactly. And that was my point yeah. in the end. It's like, I'm just disappointed at the fact that I'm doing the same exact stuff as if I just take my fresh level one from the Wailing Prison and started DC or started EP or started AD. Right. And more yeah. Q is saying, uh, I like the fact that there is 150 hours of content rather than... Th- other MMOs giving us all the same content no matter what the faction is, which is true, but, too. Yeah, but I don't know. I almost don't like that. Nothing against Mori, like, but I, I almost don't like that argument is that compared to other MMOs, X, or compared to other MMOs, Y. Like, right. No, no, I, I feel It's you. an Elder Scrolls game. Yeah, like, no, I, I feel what you're saying. You're 100% right on that. It's it's a shoddy excuse, but the, the fact is is that uh, for the for the hardcore MMO fans who are our listeners and are used to that, it's good to remind them of that kind of thing as well. Because you know we try and remain we, we try and remain upbeat on the show and positive. And and to, the the fact is is that you know this is this is you know downright depressing and negative uh, for for us in our opinion. And you know it, it we want to you know we love this game we want to we want to have a good time when we play it. And uh, to hear something like this is. Um, you know, it's is, is upsetting. Varwin, Ozkind in the chat room says, in dev videos, they said that you'd see the area from the perspective of that alliance, not as an invader. And having played through it, that's the spin that they put on it. They don't put the spin on it as if, all right, now go into these areas and live your life from this point on, going through it and, and helping this area or conquering this area, the spin is we need to know why the the other factions got to this point as well. We want to know what happened, and we want to put you in a position to, to rewatch someone's adventures through this area. Mm. So the spin on it, as I said, while flimsy, it 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 the way they bring it across isn't that. Well, when you play the game, it isn't that, hey, you're continuing your character. It's, yes, you are your character. We get that. But you're playing as if you were from that faction. Yeah. So, as I said, it, it is a spin to it. And and when it comes across in-game, it feels kind of natural. But that doesn't mean that Lou is wrong at all in saying that it's kind of dull to have to play the same quests over again. Oh yeah, sure. Especially if you have alts and you've done these quests before. Like 
like for me, uh, I experienced a lot of the the, the uh, Daggerfall Covenant. Um, it, honestly, like they are, the, their story in their area is my faction of choice. Uh, but you know, um, our our listeners voted, and uh, we we all chose uh, Aldmeri Dominion. But if I if I had my way, that vote would have gone Daggerfall Covenant. So I I played a lot of it and. To, to take my character, my Nord Templar, from from the AD and uh, get to 50 and then go over there to DC eventually and experience the exact same story all over again uh, up to, you know, whatever point it was I broke from it, uh, then it's, uh, it's definitely disappointing because it gets monotonous after a while. It is, in fact, the same story as you play it on your normal lower level characters. All right, um... Jeez, uh, I, I love what's going on here. I, I love I love the fact that we, for the first time in like months, we've got a solid, uh, a, a solid like Elder Scrolls recap. I really enjoy this, but we we do need to move on. So so Lou, com- coming from this, uh, what else did you want to share with us today? Well, like I said, in that point, um, I, I parked my high elf sorcerer and Kraglin for now, and now I'm going to work on my DC characters. But at least I see that mm. that faction story yeah. from the one to fifty perspective, not a VR six going onward VR level character. No, I, I actually want to see it, you know, go through the growing pains, the struggles of a fresh character from the Wheeling Prison. Yeah, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I I may in fact do that myself. It's not you're not missing out on anything. You're just playing totally different. Right. Anything so, else, man? Oh. Yeah, I finally. Oh, last thing. Finally got Skyrim up and running. Yes. Oh, very good. Very nice. Yeah. However, I didn't get my. I didn't. I forgot to sync up my uh, my Steam files from my laptop, so I had to do that because I have no save files yet on the desktop. Yeah. So you know, just to test it out. I started another character, and with all the mods and upgrades, I'm able to run now. Oh my god! That's all I'm gonna say. Mm. I'm a <laughs> Uh, Shank, what about you? What uh, what's going on this week with you? Other than satiating my need for speed, oh, I had to do that. Um, Lou, get me with get with me later, and I'll show you how to ENB up your uh, your new Skyrim. But oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I I didn't play uh, uh, any Elder Scrollsy Tamrielic game as it were this week but as i was uh mentioned on twitter yesterday i do have something pretty sweet to show you guys uh crispy in the chat room says she just died um because of my need for speed that was great yeah i kind of um, did too actually <laughs> um sort of hate so your I face ha- at the moment <laughs> yeah i got I I put the uh, the link to this in the notes actually and um first things first this is this is a mod or should I say it's a it's a uh, um, it's a collection of mods that is like one collective mod basically. But the, what this is called, and I assume Avarwin has it up on the link because I'm on a lag. But it's up uh, there. It's called Beyond Skyrim, hmm. and what this is the mod the mod series is called Beyond Skyrim, and what it is is it it will allow you to fully explore all of Tamriel. Completely full of a 100% original content. Uh, this is being developed by uh, multiple uh, 
teams of modders and they're working on uh, you know each different province and working on bits and pieces. Uh, what this means is that it's fully voice acted. There's original scores and original music in there. Uh, new quests. Um, you know, all the locations have been accurately replicated and built in the locations as they were in the previous games. Wow. Um, again, every single province is going to be created. Um, Shut your this mouth. Is, yeah, uh, this is pretty much my dream come true. I think, and I can't remember, somebody on QGN originally showed me this. I, I'm not sure who it was. Maybe it was Mori or, I don't, I don't know. But, uh, I wanted to bring this up because it, it's gorgeous. Basically, once this mod is released in full, like all the components are released, like I'm not going to have a need for ESO because this is my dream is all of Tamriel by myself, just not doing a quest. So that's going to be pretty awesome. But uh, as an update, they're actually planning on releasing uh, the Bruma component this summer. And um, I actually put in a video in here and at the request of Varwin uh, yesterday. Yes, sir. Uh, I went ahead and I uh, broke down a couple timestamps that I thought were pretty important. Uh, well, I, I think they're pretty important because they're showing you comparisons across the older games, specifically Oblivion with Cyrodiil, and how you know the accuracy, the detail, and just the all just the amount of work that's gone into it. So, so what uh, I got the video up right now. Um, now this this is from beyond skyrim right and and uh what we're basically going to be doing is we're going to be watching this complete this character kind of traverse some of the areas that that exist you know in the south of you know uh, basically in cyrodiil yeah and what i'm going to do is uh for the chat room i'm actually going to copy and paste this link in there so that they can watch it on their own uh, leisure. But what the, what it's going to be doing is showcasing Cyrodiil, the Gerald Mountains, and Bruma. So um, All right. I'm, I'm assuming the video is playing right now. <laughs> no, it's not playing, actually. I'm, I'm sort of waiting on your first your first. Oh, time yeah, go ahead. Right. Go so, ahead. So, so where uh, am I going? The first, yeah, for the first couple of seconds, you can see um, in there that he starts off in Skyrim. And, of course, he's he, he waits a little bit. But uh, he, he's going to enter the Gerald Mountains and uh, into Cyrodiil. And I think one of the things that I want you guys to pay attention to is that throughout this entire video and all the timestamps that I'm going to be telling you guys about is the, the original music. And the, the, the music is taking bits of the songs from the Oblivion soundtrack with a slightly different twist. So, But it, it's so, it feels so Elder Scrolls and it feels... Oh, yeah. Perfectly suited to this mod. So I'm and playing just the, it now. Uh, where where should I? Where's my first timestamp? So the first timestamp is one minute thirty in. All right, let's uh, let's go ahead and jump up to a minute thirty. So already, what I'm grasping from what Shank's saying is this is terrible. Exactly, it's, the best. <laughs> it's amazing. So what are we looking here at a minute thirty? So minute thirty is your first shot of the Imperial City and the White Gold Tower off in the distance. I don't think we caught that. Let me. Uh... It's okay because if you just go to uh, if you go to two sixteen, I actually get there's a uh, there was a better shot that I uh, found. Oh, I saw it. Yeah, and it's yeah. a much more open shot than the minute thirty. So at two sixteen, there's a much much wider sort of uh, view of Cyrodiil and the Imperial City, etc. Yeah. All right. Let me let me get that back up in here. So what you're gonna do is. For the YouTube uh, watchers out there, you're going to watch your left hand. As he rounds this corner over here, you're going to see it on your left-hand side of your screen. It was all blurred out when I had it uh, paused, but uh, let's see. Yeah, you're talking about the Imperial City, right? Yeah, there it is right there. 
There it is. Very nice. So it's it's pretty impressive. I mean, I don't know. When I saw this video yesterday, I was like, okay, that's pretty ridiculous. So he's actually coming down the southern portion of the Jaro Mountains into, into Cyrodiil here. Correct, yeah. Um, I would assume it's the Pale Pass region if you have the map of uh, Oblivion up, uh, listeners, viewers. Um, it seems from that general direction, but he's coming uh, through the Gerald Mountains, correct? All right. Um, so the next timestamp of Arwen is if you go to 348. And. Um, okay, uh, go ahead. At 348, you're going to hear an original rendition of Watchman's Ease from the Oblivion soundtrack. And I'm just going to shut up and let that play for a second. Yeah, we got about uh, about eight seconds, so here we go. It's it's pretty right. It's it's a little bit low, down tempo. Yeah. Are you? Uh, uh, is the uh, chat room getting this? Because I've got I've got the uh, I've, I've yep, got the, the volume yep, all the way yeah, up. Yeah, we're able to see. Okay. Uh, and so at four minute ten seconds is the next timestamp. I don't know how far you are in the video already, but uh, yeah, pretty far. Let me let me backtrack to uh, four minutes and ten seconds. It's uh, a little. <clears throat> Man, so, this is so the what are best we seeing? Video of horse butt we've seen all day. <laughs> <laughs> so four minutes ten seconds. <laughs> so at four minute, yeah. So at four minute ten seconds, what you're seeing um, is that uh, as the music is playing, he's coming around up on the road, and you actually see the first walls of Bruma. And actually, Barwin, oh, yeah. if you just continue to let that play a little bit, sure. you'll see the first walls of Bruma. And then, as he, as he keeps, you know, kind of winding himself up the road, you'll actually see at 4:28, um, whenever you guys get to that, uh, is the southern gate of Bruma, and you'll actually see the city banners flanking the two towers there, yeah, there um, right on there. the gate. Yeah, yeah, you can note. You, I mean, those banners stick out like a oh, sore yeah. thumb because those you don't see those banners at all in in Skyrim. Yet it looks like a scene from Skyrim, and yet we're in Bruma in Cyrodiil. Yep, and then at uh, at four thirty five, whenever that is, you'll notice uh, that he seamlessly just walks right into Bruma. The yeah. music will change. The game tells you that you've discovered Bruma, and there's no loading. He just seamlessly walks right in. You'll see all the buildings present: the chapel, the three different levels of Bruma, all the NPCs, and again, notice the original score in the music. It's all new. Gorgeous. <laughs> So, he, the play, he's just going to like walk around in here for a little bit. The next jump uh, of Arwen, whenever you're ready, is at uh, 11 minutes and 47 seconds in. Okay, and what are we going to be seeing at uh, 11.40? And what you're going to be seeing here is he's going to seamlessly leave Bruma, but he's going to go through the north gate. And once again, with the music, yeah, Crispy saying, whoa. <laughs> once, he, uh, once again, with the music, notice the original rendition of Through the Valleys, which is a song from the Oblivion soundtrack. And okay. it begins at 11.47, so I'll shut up. 11.47, you said? Yep. Okay, we're five seconds away. And now...
Got a little faint sound of it there. Shank, what exactly are we supposed to be? What what song is this? Uh, Through the Valleys in the Oblivion soundtrack. It's a little faint at first. Yeah. There we go. Now I can hear it. <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah. So that 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 keeps playing. Uh, the next mar- <laughs> the next timestamp is at beautiful uh, music. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the next timestamp is at uh, twelve forty seven, and, and here you're going to see that the character uh, continues walking west and discovers the Bruma Watchtower. Ah, uh, yes, right here on the left hand side. If you're watching the uh, the YouTube, there you Bruma go. Western Watchtower. There, very nice. So there you go. He he's got the watchtower. Um, Next jump is in a couple minutes. Is at fourteen minutes flat. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you're going to look out for here is that he's going to continue on this west road, and he's going to discover Apple Watch. Uh, again, what I want you guys to pay attention to is it's fully recreated. And it's got NPCs in there, and if you remember from Oblivion, Apple Watch is actually the site of a uh, interesting quest with one of the guilds. I'll say that much. Yeah, it says Apple Watch discovered. So, so here we are in Apple Watch. Notice again all the buildings, all the layout is the same. Yeah. As if you were just to play it. And obviously it's different architecture because of the buildings of Skyrim, but it's the same layout and everything. Um, okay, so next timestamp, we only got a couple more, is at 743. It's kind of a bigger jump here. 1743? 1743, yeah, not 743, my bad. Okay. And, and what are we going to be seeing at, uh, at 1743? 1743, what you're going to see is the player character, uh, he's going to actually go pretty far southeast of Bruma and discovers Plundered Mine, which is there in Oblivion. Plundered Mine. Okay, so we're actually on a horse under the water right now, just so you know. <laughs> uh, Plundered Mine. Again, this is from Dark Creations. This is, what, what is the name of this again? Beyond Skyrim? Beyond Skyrim, yes. Okay, yeah, here we are at the Plundered Mine. He's getting off the horse, finally. And he'll actually go in there, but I'm going to skip the actual dungeon crawling. And at uh, 23 minutes, 20 seconds. 23.20. So what I want you guys to pay attention to is here. He's leaving the sort of Gerald Mountains area and going further south. And what I want you to pay attention to is that the environment changes to reflect this. Okay. And it becomes all green and lush. Okay. So, if you're still wondering that your horse is going to be OP in this uh, in this collection of mods, you're right. Uh, gravity, son, I'm a horse in Skyrim. There we go. Yes, very green, very lush. Yep. And uh, so you got a taste of it there. And uh, I got a horse skeever. Yeah, yeah, dude, I hate those things. <laughs> um, two final ones for you guys. At 23 minutes 50 seconds in, there is an absolutely gorgeous shot of the Imperial City. Okay. And, and we're actually about to, pay, to hit that now. And a couple things to uh, pay attention to is there's an original rendition of King and Country from the Oblivion soundtrack. It starts playing. And notice all the original assets, like all the trees, the custom trees that were built, all the custom grasses, all the shrubbery foliage. It's all custom. Just the detail. Yeah. Yeah. So we got we got uh, we got a little bit of the ivory gold tower in the shot. Um. the The resolution on here is probably not not as good as what you might no. see at home if you check this out on your own. Uh, but just to, just so you get an idea, we wanted to show this mm-hmm. too. So we're at Toadstool Hollow, discovered right now. 
There you go. All right. Uh, so the f- last one, because I know Avarwin's a dungeon diver and loves this stuff. Love it, love it. 25 minutes, 45 seconds in. Uh-huh. Look what props up on the horizon at 25 minutes, 45 seconds. Okay, 2541. And, oh, wow. That is an alien ruin. Yes, it is. <laughs> Anga. Wow. They must have they they must have built that from scratch. Yeah, because it's uh, like there's a lot of uh, that. That's that's really all the highlights I wanted to show to you guys. It's it's about a 25, 26 minute video. Yeah. Posted Dave, I didn't know the, you uh, did this video called Elder Scrolls Online Rage. What? That. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, I, I just wanted to point out this mod to you guys because I've been keeping a track of this. I figured I'd share it with you guys listening and watching because. I think it's hugely impressive, and you just saw from this little snippet. I mean, it's just a tiny little region that they built, and it's so full of detail. Yeah. And the amount of custom work, I mean, the music, everything is just so full of detail, and it's so rich, and it's very, very con- – I mean, it's as if Bethesda made that, right? Like, that's what I got from it anyway. Um, so keep track of it. They're going to be releasing pieces of it throughout you know, the next couple of years. Again, they're going to be releasing the Bruma piece aiming for the summer sometime, but uh, – the mod is called Beyond Skyrim. Go to darkcreations.org and you can uh, search for it there. Or if you just Google Beyond Skyrim, you should get it. That's it. Excellent. All right. Well, this show has been brought to you in part by Tweaked Audio. TweakedAudio.com. Buy their crap. It's good stuff. <laughs> they buy. They, they, sell, uh, they sell earbuds, guys. Uh, very, very good. Uh, high quality, high quality earphones. Uh, with uh, free worldwide shipping, fantastic customer service. They give you a lifetime warranty. All of that. You also get thirty percent off when you use our code off the record. Uh, let's take a good look at their their website. Uh, let's check out the goods right here. Uh, so they go from nineteen ninety five all the way up to uh, let's see uh, thirty nine ninety five, and of course the Eddies which go completely over your ear. These are eighty nine ninety five. That gives you a, a, a full audio experience like you might get from from uh, from Beats Audio or, or uh, Bose. Uh, the rest of these uh, guys are, are pretty great. Uh, the 1995 ones, they rest directly on your ear if, uh, if that seems to be your, your preference. I know Fred loves that feature. Uh, California Blue starting at $24.95 and going to, let's see, the... Um, the naturals, which are thirty nine ninety five, these go, you know, inside your ear. Mine, my favorite, are the Mike Classic at thirty four ninety five. I use those for podcasting. Um, best part about these is that they have microphones in them, so you can plug them into your cell phone while you're while you're listening to your music, or maybe your favorite podcast, or maybe your favorite audiobook from audibletrial.com slash quest gaming network. Hey, two for two for one on that one. <laughs> Uh, you, you can, uh, if you get a phone call, Hey, guess what? You don't have to switch anything out. You could just talk right there. That's what's great about having the microphone. Very, very easy and safe for driving as well. So you can keep both hands on that steering wheel and take a phone call at the same time. Again, free worldwide shipping. Doesn't matter where you live in the world. They're going to ship them to you for free. And for our European fans out there, you know, that's going to be huge savings. And if that weren't enough on the savings, well, guess what? We're going to give you 30% off. How? How of Arwen? Off the record. That's all you need to know. You go to tweakedaudio.com, plug in that code off the record when you found your favorite earbuds, 
I I recommend the Mike Classic for sure. You're there, you're not going to go wrong with those at all. Um, they sound great. They're highly durable. You get a lifetime warranty. That's how durable they believe they are. If anything ever goes wrong, their their fantastic customer service kicks in. You give them a call, no problem. We'll send you a new pair for free because we guaranteed we guaranteed these for for uh, for your lifetime. And again, 30% off when you use the code off the record, all at tweakedaudio.com. Uh, all right, guys. So, so um, yeah, our, our, <laughs> we're running a bit long, but, but hey, that doesn't mean we can't do our, our major feature of, of the show right now, which is Ask Us Anything Variety Pack 15. So, Dave... Would you like to lead us into this, please? God, I really don't. You really do. Like, I know there's there's a part of you that just yearns to lead into this. Absolutely. I will lead you in. Ask us anything, Variety Pack 15. What we learned. Go on, Avarwin. <laughs> well, good job, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I asked for that. Well, Morndas, mid-year the 16th. <laughs> Zoss dropped their 15th Ask Us Anything article, and it's quite the doozy. They begin by stating, and I quote, get answers to even more questions about ESO in today's Q&A. We're always on the lookout for your questions, whether they're on social media, popular discussion sites like Reddit, or in our community inbox. There's no shortage of great questions out there, so we've gathered some new ones and answered them for you right here. Have a question we haven't answered? Send it in to community at elderscrollsonline.com and we'll consider it for an upcoming Ask Us Anything and enjoy. So, here's what we learned this week. Take it away, Lou, because Dave's a jerk. <laughs> okay. Okay. What did we learn? First thing we learned, the PS4 and the Xbox One will have all... Yes, all the updates released between now and then. You're welcome, Shank. You are welcome. Hopefully that includes some fixes to uh, to the Nightblade. That's exactly... That is exactly what I was thinking. I was like, all the bug fixes along with the content? That would be great. Yeah. Your fingers crossed, folks. Next, you will soon be able to complete dungeons with friends who are not in your level range or the dungeon's level range. And right. this is a quote from Zoss. Uh, yes. So so uh, we'll quote by saying, in a future update, we'll be adding a new dungeon scaling system that will allow you to find and participate in any dungeon by adjusting everything to the group leader's level. We'll share more details on this in development system in the future, end quote. Oh my god, that just Can I ask a question? Myself. Yeah, go for it. I thought... That was all like I thought that's what happened anyway. When you, if you grouped up and went into a dungeon, then no. it would automatically like shift or like scale no. or whatever, like dynamically scale up or down. No, it, it doesn't. No, change. no, okay, it's all static currently. This is the level 10 dungeon. Here's level 20 dungeon. Here's level 30 dungeon. Oh, well, no, no, not, not for ESO. Like, I just thought like in MMOs in like general, that's what happened. Hold, hold on one second, just to. Just to sort of get this out there, all right? I, we're covering Elder Scrolls Online, obviously, but we're an Elder Scrolls show. For those of you out there who have who have told me in the last two weeks that that Shank being on the show and not playing Elder Scrolls Online, you can bite me. Hardcore. You understand? Because 
No, I'm serious. It, it aggravates me. All right, because um, the guy knows more about Elder Scrolls in his little pinky than a lot of people who play Elder Scrolls online. So I don't want to hear it. So stop sending me those messages. <laughs> All right, that's number one. Number two. Eventually, this show is going to, you know, start covering other things other than Elder Scrolls Online because we are an Elder Scrolls show. So uh, there's other shows out there that cover just Elder Scrolls Online. Uh, Tales of Tamriel is fantastic. Give them a listen. Tisocast as well. They're they're great. Skuma Junkies, they're very good. They cover just Elder Scrolls Online. We cover it all over here. If you don't like it, go somewhere else. Eh, Tisocast is all right. That was random. <laughs> It was random, but you know what it is. It's just I can just hear as I'm. I can as you ask questions like I didn't know that that happened, and I thought that dungeons scaled to you. I can literally hear just more people saying like, "Well, Shank shouldn't be on the show because he doesn't know anything about Elder Scrolls Online." So, <laughs> so no. All right, I'll build my show however way I wish, dear sir or madam. And uh, if you don't like it, like I said, there's other shows out there, and I refer you out to them. I'm sticking up for well, my friend. He's our he's our Liz. Remember Diablo off the record? We had Liz on there intentionally because she was a newcomer to the game. No, don't say that about Shank. Liz is is Liz. I know, but when <laughs> Shank starts playing the game, he'll be a newcomer, completely a newcomer to the MMO genre. Basically, I think he's what played Rift, played Lo- like- Lotro barely. Right. So he's going to be fresh to it. So it's a different perspective. All of us have different perspectives here. Guess what? Every single one of us has different perspectives. Oh yeah. So. It's part of the, the the show, and and honestly, we would be less without Shank. Well, I know you would, Dave. You wouldn't have no one to feed you in my basement. Dave, so. Dave would, yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, well, but, thanks for the random I mean, defense, guys. You're welcome. But uh, <laughs> to, to <laughs> get back on track, of course, uh, to get back on track, uh, Dave, please, please continue. All right, um, Shank's a freaking noob. Uh, enchanting is about. <laughs> <laughs> Enchanting is about to get a boost in the right direction. Uh, <laughs> we're aware that enchanting takes the longest to progress throughout all of don't, our crafting don't skills. Don't take Lou's job from him. What are you doing? You're taking Lou's job from him. You, you told me to go. I told you to. I told you to give us your opinion on on what Lou just presented to us. You just oh, took the I man's thought job. You wanted from me him. to continue. The guy's a veteran. You're stealing jobs from him. What's the matter with you? <laughs> Oh, poor Dave. Look, I'm actually I feel really bad now. <laughs> Fakest laugh. Fakest cry ever. Go, go ahead, Lou. <laughs> All right. Let me just let's recap what Dave just said. Sure. Enchanting is about to get a boost in the right direction. And this is coming from a quote from Zoss. We're aware that enchanting takes the longest to progress throughout all the craft of our crafting skills in a future update we'll be making some balance tweaks to inspiration for enchanting to bring its progression rates more in line with the other skills end quote now let's see who uh, who's had who's had experience here with en- enchanting because i i've like purposefully not dabbled in it at all I, I do um alchemy blacksmithing believe it or not i've picked up um light armor crafting as well so so that's what i do i want to leave the enchanting to to another another character there's only one person in the entire guild who has enchanting over like level 15 and that's monovan 
because <laughs> she's kind of a badass. <laughs> yeah, she like, well, she's extremely efficient. You'd never expect that from a German. Um, so you wouldn't. I thought that was well, their I thing. Know, that, that's a joke. Is that of anybody in the world, she'd be able to do it. Um, so she's the only person I know who's got it done. Like everybody else is like, man, I really wish I was of level to enchant my gear. Hey, Monovan. And then they get their gear enchanted. Martin saying his enchantment is is at 18. I know. He's like gone above and beyond, hasn't he? Certainly has. <laughs> uh, well, there are, there are a couple actually in Action RK. I know like Osgand in the chat. Yes, Osgand is over. I think can do veteran rank enchant along with Monovan. Zaith as well. Well, I mean, uh, it's good, but I mean, I want to I want to know I mean, we all know that that enchanting is is definitely takes a long time, but I mean, have you guys experienced this at all either either yes. Lou or Dave? Yeah. Oh my god. It's ridiculous. I break down everything enchanting. I I've, I've crafted enchanting left and right. I think I'm at level negative 7 at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. Well, it's good to know that that Zoss has been hearing us saying that uh, they know it takes the longest to progress, and they're going to tweak it soon. So that's that's definitely good. Uh, Lou, what else? What else did we learn from the uh, Ask Us Anything Variety Pack 15? All right, the next point we're going to highlight: basic control for DHX Summon pets is coming to update 1.2.0. And they'll eventually get a slight buff to resistance from area of effect spells or abilities. Very nice. This is this is very, very important because I'm used to in MMOs when you have a summoned pet, you're able to mm-hmm. control it in some way or, or form, and you don't get that at all in Elder Scrolls Online. So they they heard you guys and basic controls for Daedric summoning summoned pets are coming at in one dot two dot zero. And eventually, they're going to start getting uh, resistance to uh, to AOEs as well. Uh, what else? All right. Next point we're going to bring up. Zenimax Online Studios is looking to reduce the overall number of campaigns in Cyrodiil. Yeah, that's, that's probably a, a good thing. The other thing that I would like to suggest, other than reducing the overall number of campaigns in Cyrodiil, is by um, segregating the segregating veteran rank characters from from characters that are uh, level 10 to 49 away from each other. Now, I know I was talking about this uh, to, to Rode from TisoCast last night in-game, and he completely disagrees with me. He thinks that that would just create um, community issues, uh, segregating like that, but um, I'm not so sure about that, and and I, I, would, I would like to say that, you know, open up the forum for discussion, of course, that um, I, I would like to see that because I think I think one of the things that's kept me out of Cyrodiil right now is simply knowing that if I go against a veteran right character, I'm going to get the floor wiped with me. And it seems like a lot of people don't play uh, PvP in this game until they hit those veteran rank levels because that's when they know that they're going to have a shot. And then once you get there, all right, now you can... Now you can PvP effectively. And that completely goes against all the design decisions they've made about Cyrodiil. Because if it yeah. didn't, why would they have allowed you to get in at level 10? Because they yeah. say one thing and then do it completely different when it comes to PvP. 
And see, the, I was like, I was briefly discussing this with you, Varun, but like, I, I, I kind of agree. And like, you know, I, I am clearly not a PvP person, but just just knowing that you have those veteran rank guys in there that will just, you know, as Varwin said, like, wipe the floor, that would even discourage, you know, someone like me who maybe, you know, one day as you get from, as I get familiar with the mechanics and whatever, be interested in trying some of the PvE stuff in Cyrodiil, but if I have that fear like, oh my god, there's this guy that's just going to kill me every single time, 100% of the time, just because he's so dead, like, that would... I don't know. Yeah, it's, to it's, me at least, it's it seems a little bit intimidating. Um, oh, yeah. I, I don't know what the MMO norm, quote unquote norm for this is, but I would really like that segmentation. Just because, if anything, it would get having that sort of segmentation would at least get me thinking about going in, trying to do the PVE yeah, stuff. I agree. Now, here's another thing that that actually uh, Road came up with this, and he said, "Why don't we?" Why don't we just, you know, uh, say that we could bolster everyone instead of bolstering them to level fifty, bolstering them to at least veteran rank five. Now, I I think that might be a good idea. If you're level ten and you get bolstered to veteran rank five, I think that would that would be a good a good suggestion. Um, Why would that be a good suggestion? You don't gain anything from veteran rank level ups. Well, wouldn't you gain? Don't you gain extra stats? No. No. You don't gain anything from a veteran rank level up. The only thing that veteran ranks let you do is equip gear that require veteran rank level. All right, so that that even wouldn't be that wouldn't even be functional. So yeah, I, I, I guess yeah, the real the real answer here, um, at least from from my perspective, the the best answer in in getting people who are level ten to forty nine <coughs> into uh, or. I, 10 to 50, I guess, uh, into, into Cyrodiil PVPing is to segregate veteran rank characters away from them because they can't wear that veteran ranked gear. And it's, it's, it's killing the PVP experience. Look, you know, I was in there with, with, uh, with the ESOTR guild. All right. And we got the floor wiped with us. There was 20 or so characters getting the floor wiped with them by at the time a veteran rank 10 dragon Knight emperor. I'm sorry, but over 20 people DPSing at the same time should be able to should be able to take that guy down. And we were not able to. Over 20 people with one person, I don't care who you are in the world, you should you should get yourself torn down like immediately. And it was just this one guy on a bridge just holding us back and there was an entire army at the guy's back just not even doing anything just sitting there. That's ridiculous. So, you know, I'm sorry, but it's completely ridiculous. So that would be my suggestion for, for PvP. If uh, if you could do that, um, Zenimax, I think that'd be... I, I think it'd be, a, it'd, it'd be a good thing. It would it would certainly get me playing in, in, in Cyrodiil again instead of waiting until my character gets veteran rank to try it out again. And I think it would, a lot of people would feel the same way. Uh, Lou, what else did we learn from the Ask Us Anything? Okay, the next point brings us to as new content comes out, such as the Dark Brotherhood and Thieves Guild, new ways of obtaining skill points will come as well. And this is a quote from Zoss. When you introduce new skills and content into game, 
we'll introduce new sources of skill points along with it. For example, when we introduce Craglorn, we introduce 18 new Sky Shards. End quote. Okay, so so just because uh, they're they're coming out with well, look forward to the ability of getting more skill points as new stuff is added to the game. You can look forward to that. Anything else, guys? Any, any weigh in on anything that we've learned so far? Maybe ask a question or something. Well, obviously with the. Uh, Dark Brother and Thieves Guild, since they, uh, since the way this looks, I mean, they are introducing them as new skill lines, like the Major Skill, Fighter's Guild, and the Undaunted. Mm-hmm. And obviously, they're going to give us new opportunities to get, uh, you know, more Sky Shards, apparently. Um, maybe more side, you know, maybe more quests, like for some cases, like when you do the, the dungeons, uh, you don't really get a, a, a reward, per se, like a uh, physical item in the game. What you do get, though, is a, you know, ton of XP, and you do get a skill point. As your reward, so maybe they do that as well. You know, they're gonna add that. You know, keep that in the mix as well when they introduce this new stuff, which I like. Yeah, that's good. That's a good point. Uh, also, uh, just so you know, a lot of people out there thought that when you were riding your horse and it completely reduced your stamina and you were still charging, that's not a bug. Uh, we we learned through this article that horses can still run. After they ran out of stamina, that's that's not a bug. Uh, there are there are reasons why you run out of stamina in the first place, anyway. But it is working as intended. Uh, it's just they they want you. Your stamina basically means that you're that much harder to dismount. That's what the stamina kind of counts for. So uh, when you're running and the stamina is reduced, you're that much easier to be dismounted if you get attacked by an enemy. And also, uh, the final thing that we did learn from the Ask Us Anything Variety Pack 15 is Zoss is working on other game content that isn't group-based, as well as other activities. And Lou, would you mind reading that quote, please? Sure. Uh, Quote, We'll continue to add content in the game for all types of players. We may concentrate in the immediate future on new content, which is 4-player or 12-player group-based, but we will have lots of features coming in which will benefit all players, including having more varied activities. End quote. Very good. All right. Questions, comments from anyone? Please, solo content. <laughs> not not for me, but for I know there's players like me. That'd be great. Oh, it's on its way, dude. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. At least at least before I get my PS4 version, that would be fantastic. I think, you know, um, Lou, you and I were kind of playing some Craglorn on, on the PTS. And, you know, it's it's cool and all to have that, like, massive the massive experience that, that sort of takes oh, takes um, the place of raiding in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, you want to have high-level, you know, single-player stuff, too. Right, and maybe that's something that uh, the player base should weigh in on. Yes, Craglorn was designed to be group content, the four-person group and the 12, 12-person content, you know, the trials. Yeah. But I also kind of think that they could have put in there as well the opportunity for play styles like, you know, like Shank, the solo player, 
to afford them the opportunity to go in there as well. Because as of now, I mean, you know, even the PTS and on um, the live server, you really can't go in the Kraglin by yourself unless you're just going to go there and, and gather resources. Pretty much, or just hop into, you know, or just tag along with the group and, you know, I guess tag mobs as they're attacking them. Oh, yeah. When they say, it. when they say four players, they mean it. Right. <laughs> you don't want, you don't want none of that. That's for sure. Yeah. Right. And we actually, we have a couple people in chat, Carlo Brown and both Osgan saying, uh, hoping for solo content to arrive sooner. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, I can't, I can't read one of the words on air, but. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this show is, of course, brought to you by Audible. AudibleTrial.com slash Quest Gaming Network. Uh, after you buy your your uh, great, great headphones from TweakedAudio.com and you save 30% with our code off the record, uh, you're probably going to be wondering, you know, gee, this this podcast sounds fantastic on on these Tweaked Audio headphones, but uh, I am looking for something else, and, and we would recommend a, a audiobook from audibletrial.com slash questgamingnetwork. Uh, why there, fellas? Well, that's because you'll get a, a, three, a free 30-day trial. What does that mean? You get a free book. Free book. Free audiobook over at audibletrial.com slash questgamingnetwork. And, of course, you're, you're probably an Elder Scrolls fan listening to this show. We recommend The Infernal City and Lord of Souls, books one and two by Greg Keyes takes place 40 years after the Oblivion Crisis. These are, these are the, uh, the only Elder Scrolls books out there. Uh, fantastic books. You should, you should definitely check them out over at audibletrial.com slash questgamingnetwork. Uh, other than that, I mean, there's, you know, there's obviously uh, many, many, many more books waiting for you to experience. If you're, uh, hey, if you're a Doctor Who fan, you should definitely check out some of those those books over there. Uh, they've got tons of books from the Doctor Who universe, Star Trek, Star Wars, uh, just fantastic stuff. Um, even though, like I said, if you're a Doctor Who fan, you may want to check out some of the Eleventh uh, uh, Doctor's uh, books over there. There's um, narrated by uh, the the uh, the Eleventh Doctor himself. Oh my God, I can't believe I forgot his name. <laughs> Matt Smith, narrated by Matt Smith. They're uh, they're pretty awesome. So. Check them out. AudibleTrial.com slash Quest Gaming Network is the link you need to get your free book today. Library Bookstore, this is Scott. How may I help you? Yes, you have an Elder Scroll. Hello, and what can I do for you? You have an Elder Scroll. An Elder Scroll? Yes, I'd very much like to have those scrolls. Oh my! <laughs> I love that thing. Lou! Thank you, kind sir. And today, as I mentioned earlier in the show, where I am going to go over the eras, the various timelines. And since I'll start at the beginning, <laughs> we're going to start with the Dawn Era. The beginning of it all. Please keep in mind that the Dawn Era was a period during which time followed an incomprehensible non-linear path and the very laws of nature remained unset, making a timeline an artificial fabrication. A, a conflict was simultaneously a mere ideological difference of opinion and a manifest war. As noted, 
in the book The Lunar Lorcan, this war of manifest metaphors renders the era mostly incapable of supporting a narrative. Since fixed dates during this time are unknowable, there is no specific nomenclature for years within the Dawn era. Further, some events, such as the Velothi dissident movement, are attributed to the Dawn era by some sources and to the Marathic era by others. In later eras, in various areas, at other varying periods of time, people have experienced a refrain of the chaos of the Dawn, which is known as a dragon break. So, the beginning. Though the details vary with each culture and religion, all legends of the beginning of existence which have been passed down speak of two entities who appeared in the void and soon found themselves in conflict. Yokudan legend says Satak, the snake who came before, eventually merged with Akel, its hungry stomach, to create Sadakal, the Yokudan god of everything. Sadakal is considered a fusion of the concept of Anu and Padme, elven personifications of the primordial forces of stasis and change respectively. Other dichotomies include Akel, Anuil Sithis, and Anur Fatimai. Even the Allmaker, worshipped by ancient Nords, faced a twin force, the adversary. Regardless of the nomenclature, all seem to represent the dichotomy between existence and nothingness, order and chaos, light and dark. Creation. The Yetadah, the original spirits, crystallized in the beginning place, springing forth from the two primordial forces. Legend speaks of twelve worlds spread into existence where life flourished. The interplay of the light and dark forces became becomes creation. The Arbus, also known as the Grey Maybe, or Arena Supermundus. When the first god, Akatosh, forms, time begins, and it becomes easier for some spirits to achieve structure and become aware of themselves as beings with a past and a future. Their constant flux and interplay create more spirits. The strongest of the recognizable spirits crystallize. Mafala, Arke, Ephra, Magnus, Rupka, etc. Others remain as concepts, ideas, or emotions. Their personalities slowly congealing. The Anuad, a simplified creation myth, speaks of a third primordial force, a female principle known as Nir, which first gave birth to the cosmos before expiring. The Khajiiti creation myth similarly associates the beginning of creation with childbirth resulting in a mother's death. Ruin, or world's end. first part of this mystery covers mysterious realms of existence begin and end. The Nords believe that Alduin the World Eater destroys the last world in a firestorm in order to begin this one. According to Regard beliefs, Sadakal, the god of everything, periodically consumes all of creation in order to begin anew, over and over. The strongest spirits learn to evade Sadakal by moving at strange angles in order to stride between the world skins that Sadakal creates in his wake, a practice which becomes known as the walkabout to the far shores. Unless the spirits unable to make the walkabout are eventually consumed. Rutgal places stars to guide lesser spirits to the far shores, but after numerous cycles, there are too many spirits for him to help. Umaril the Unfeathered is said to have claimed his father, came from a different world river in a previous kalpa. This brings us to Lorcan's plan. A Padamaic being, a barely formed urge known as Lorcan, amongst many other names, enters every aspect of Anuil and outlines his vision for the creation of a mortal realm, Mundus, the hub of the wheel, the center of the Orbis. Its stated purpose is to be the soul of the Orbis, 
a place where aspects of aspects could self-reflect and thereby reach immortality, equaling or even surpassing those who made them. By some accounts, Kinnereth is the first to agree to Lorcan's plan and provides space for its creations in the void. To the Khajiit, Kinnarthi is instead the one who requests the birth of a Lorcaj, and is Lorcaj who makes a place for children to be born. In the Vergar tradition, Rutka creates Set, the second serpent, from leftover scraps of Sedakal's skins in order to help him save lesser spirits. Driven insane by hunger and fed up with helping, Seb tricks many spirits into pursuing a shortcut to the far shores. The Aedra and Daedra. Many Etadans join together to achieve Lorcan's vision by contributing their own power. Magnus serves as the New World's architect. When told he will be king of this realm, even Oriel joins the project. A collection of prominent Padmaic spirits rejects the idea and decides to create worlds within themselves, using only their own divinities over which they could have total control. They are now known as Daedric Princes. Worlds collide. Nern is conceived. As the ancient forces continue the struggle, the twelve worlds are eventually shattered and then combined into one, Nern. The only survivors are the Elnafe, the ancestors of Mer and Man, and the Hist. Some stories attribute the creation of the Aedra and Daedra to this time. Cyrodiil runestones appear. Some scholars later trace the creation of the Cyrodiil runestones to this time, believing them to be Lorcan's birthright, birthing gifts to mortals. Sigil stones are created. Scholars later conclude that a sigil stone is a specimen, a pre-mythic quasi-crystalline morpholith that has been transformed into an extra-dimensional artifact through the arcane inscription of a Daedric sigil. Wow, someone's saying Doctor Who would say. Aedric regrets. Most of the creators of Mundus die or are crippled by their sacrifices. The mortal plane is highly magical and dangerous. As the Aedra walked, the physical makeup of the mortal plane and even the timeless continuity of existence itself became unstable. They exist as shadows of the former selves. New land is a chaotic place where time follows no clear path and decay is constant. Hatred and resentment of Lorcan grows. Oriel begs Anu to take them back, but Anu had filled their places with something else. Anuiel grants Oriel his bow and shield to save the Aldmer from Lorcan's hordes of men. Oriel establishes the first kingdom of the Altmer, Altmora, and Old Elnafe. In the Khajiiti tradition, Lorcaj tricks his siblings into entering the place for children he had ostensibly made for the children of Nirni and traps them there. In the Redgar tradition, Seb has spirits assemble and inhabit a ball of Sadakal's dead past skins, but the spirits there begin to die. As the ball is too far away from the real world of Sadakal, and the far shores are too far away to reach anymore. Escape. Magnus leaves Mundus. Magnus, and those who would follow him, the Magna Gay, the majority of the Etta, abandon Mundus. They flee ripping holes in the fabric of the universe in their departure to Aetherius. The new sun and stars allow an influx of magic. By some accounts, Magnus decided to terminate the project. The Sundering of Admeris Admeris society begins to fracture. Some, like the Chimer, listen to the tainted Etada, 
and others, like the Bosmer, soil time's line by taking mannish wives. Then the hordes of men under Lorcan, or Shore, rebel. They take over Altmora, chase the forces of Oriel south to El Elnafe, and shatter that land into many. The War of the Elnafe. Nern, once one large landmass with interlocking seas, is sundered by war between Eldmeris or Old Elnafe and the Wanderers. Old Elnafe, modern-day Tamriel, is ruined, and the remnants of the Wanderers are left in the other landmasses, modern-day Atmora, Yakuta, and Akavir. Most of the lands of the Hiss are destroyed, with only modern-day Blackmarsh remaining. The Skyforge In modern-day Whiterun and Skyrim, the Skyforge is made apparently as part of some divine effort to render a paradise in Mundus. Shattering of Lorcan. Lorcan is separated from his divine center. Stories differ on whether this is voluntary. Trinimac, the greatest knight of Oriel, apparently knocks Lorcan down in front of his army, reaches in with more than hands, and takes his heart, undoing the god of mortals. In the Redgar tradition, Rutka squashes Sep with a big stick as punishment for leading so many spirits astray, causing his hunger to fall out. Madness is born. According to some legends, upon the removal of Lorcan's divine spark, rain falls the first time and Shiogarath is born. The Daedric princes grow apprehensive of Jigalag, the extraordinarily powerful Daedric prince of order. They curse and transform him into Shiogarath, the embodiment of his sphere's polar opposite. The Convention, the End of the Dawn When Magnus departs, and as the world congeals into reality, the Ithidam make a great tower to discuss how best to proceed with Mundus. This is the Ur Tower, the first unassailable spike of reality in the dawn and one of the axes of creation itself. It is now known as the Dereni Tower, or Adamantine Tower, on the Isle of Balfiera on the Alec Bay. At this convention, the physical, temporal, spiritual, and magical elements of Nern are set. Lorcan is condemned to exile in the mortal realms. His heart, impervious to destruction, is cast from the tower, forming a volcano where it lands, and Lorcan is left to wander the creation of the Etada. As the Red Guards say, he slinks around in a dead skin. The tower remains behind, even as some of the gods disappear back into Aetherius. The Elnafes sacrifice themselves into other forms so that they can stay in and salvage Mundus. The substance of the world forms from their transfigurations, and parent spirits give way to the succeeding mortal races. Some, like Oriel, ascend in full observance of the followers so that they might learn the steps to escape Mundus. Magic ebbs along with this divine exodus, the orbit stabilizes, and linear elven history begins. The development of mortals now follows slow, comprehensible paths. The progeny of the Elnafae slowly diversify and find their way back to Tamriel, which for many of the earliest years of creation is thought to have only been inhabited by the Hist. The people of Tamriel become the Myrrh, Elves, the Dwemer, Deep Ones, the Chimer, Changed Ones, the Bosmer, Green or Forest Ones, and the Altmer, Elter or High Ones. The fraction of the Altmer along cultural and racial lines is the sundering of Altmeris. 
The continent no longer exists in any recognizable form, assuming it ever did. The other Elnafe become the beasts and the humans of Nern, who will eventually split into racial groups, including the Needs, the Nords, and Tamrielic Aboriginals, as well as the Red Guards of Yakuta. The Search for Maris. The Aldmer on Somerset Isle develop magical waystones which always point in a certain direction, presumably to aid their quest to rediscover Aldmeris. The First Secret According to Kajidi legend, Azura speaks the first secret to Master and Secunda, and they part, allowing her to transform the suffering forest people into Khajiit. Ifer hears the first secret and uses it to transform his own group of forest people into the Bosmer. The Vlothi Dissident Movement, the transformation of Trinimac. In the final days of the dawn, the Prophet Veloth deems the culture of Sermon's Isle to be decadent and attempts to lead fellow mayor to a new land. Trinimac and his followers attempt to halt this schism. Trinimac is then consumed by Boethia, Daedric Prince of Deceit, only to return after the dawn as Malakath. Veloth's people become the Chimer. Trinimac's followers become the Orcs, and both leave Somerset. The Dwemer and the Divine The Dwemer begin their studies of the Elnafe, specifically the process of the sacred becoming the profane, and the means by which to achieve the opposite. And this concludes as to what is known and what is speculated about the Dawn Era. I hope you all enjoyed it, and I want to say thank you to the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages, the Elder Scrolls Wiki, and the Imperial Library for having this information. If you enjoyed tonight's Elder Scroll, please go to these sites, take a look, and read up on the lore. This week in Tamrielic Holidays includes the Mid-Year Celebration, which happened on Mid-Year 16th, which uh, that fell on a Morndoss this year. Uh, And this comes from the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages, where it says, Today is the 16th of Mid-Year, the traditional day for the mid-year celebration. Perhaps to alleviate the annual news of the Emperor's latest tax increase, the city temples offer blessings for only half the donation they usually suggest. Many so blessed feel confident enough to enter the dangerous dungeons when they're not fully prepared, so this joyous festival has often been known to turn suddenly into a day of defeat and tragedy. Uh, So... There you go. That is the mid-year celebration, which happened Morndas, mid-year the 16th. Well, uh, we're just about done with the show here. We're going to get into our email section first, but we also want to call out that this show is brought to you by the Quest Gaming Network, which is the uh, the network for this show. And you should try and, uh, if you like what you hear here, if you like what you're listening to here, you might like our other shows as well, like Classic Elder Scrolls Night. That's actually going to record tomorrow, Friday at 9 p.m. That show is now bi-weekly and shares the same record time with Minecraft Off the Record. It's also Fridays at 9 p.m. every other week. So when we have a week with Classic Elder Scrolls Night, the following week, Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern, Minecraft Off the Record. Rift with Reforged, that's recorded uh, live Sunday mornings at 10 p.m. Eastern. Excuse me, um, 10 a.m. Eastern. I'm actually going to be there with them this this Sunday. We're running through Greenscale's Blight. Oh, that's awesome, dude! Is it? Oh, is, GSP. Yes. Do they 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 do it steadily 10 a.m. Right, or or is it 9 a.m.? 
Uh, I think it's... I want to say it's 10, but yeah, it's first thing in the morning on a Sunday. There you go. All right, so 10 a.m. Eastern, Rift with Reforged. That records live right here on twitch.tv slash Network. If you're a fan of Rift, you definitely want to check that out, especially with Dave in there. Uh, Dave has uh, has said in the past he, he uh, turned that game around and spanked it. So I, uh, I tore it up. He tore it up. He's, he's an expert. <laughs> Uh, then again, it's available on YouTube afterwards. So if you don't catch it live, shame on you, but it's also on YouTube. So we'll, we got you. We got you with the safety net. Uh, SWOTOR. SWOTOR Reforged. That's Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Quickly followed by Totally Heroes. Mondays at 10 p.m. Eastern. That is uh, QGN personalities. Dave Adams. Shank. And Brian Armstrong weighing in on the industry in the way that they do, which is pretty much ridiculous, but unbelievably factual and interesting as well. Utter, utter chaos. <laughs> just, just complete Basically, chaos. Shank writes this show, I run the show, and Brian does everything else, which, uh, in all honesty, we just make him do all the work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, lest we not forget Shank Spiel. Your weekly dose of Shank and his musings on the gaming industry. Join him for rants, ravings, and information every Thursday. And we post that 9 a.m. Eastern on QuestGamingNetwork.com and our YouTube channel as well. And then, of course, Shank Saturdays. Shank's weekly live stream every Saturday at 2 p.m. Eastern and available again on YouTube. Shank, what are you playing this week? Probably going to be playing some Watchdogs with a little bit of ranting, which will tie nicely into today's Shank Spiel that went just live today. So here you Sweet. go. All right, now what? What's that? What's that? YouTube that I've I've mentioned three different times already. That's YouTube.com slash Quest Gaming Network. There you go. What? Dave slash what? Quest Gaming Network slash. Oh, I'm at the wrong place. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> what what happened to Dave, guys? <laughs> YouTube.com slash Quest Gaming Network. Definitely check it out. We've got tons and tons and tons of videos that are posting up there from Let's Plays to podcasts, vodcasts, uh, Shank Spielage, Shank Awesomeness. Just everything that we do here just gets gets itself on YouTube and, and eventually we'll be putting some more stuff up on there as well. Uh, QuestGamingNetwork.com. Don't get your news, your gaming news, anywhere else because you're doing yourself a disservice, I promise you. QuestGamingNetwork.com has the information that you're looking for and very, very good uh, opinions. That's the word that was escaping me. It's got great opinions, knowledgeable opinions. Go ahead, Shank. I was just going to give a quick shout-out to Bradford for all his insane E3 coverage. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Last week, I I called him out on uh, Monday, but... Seriously, guys, I mean, he wrote an article today about The Witcher 3, the best article that I think he's written and very informative and stuff. So go there, as Zavarwin said, questgamingnetwork.com. He's written a lot of stuff, so credit and kudos to him. It's just the the stuff that we've got over there now, I I think, is just – it's better than most of those larger internet sites that report on gaming. It really is because – you know, we're looking at games from from not from the perspective of you know intelligence and experience, and not just well, people are talking about it, so we got to report on it. No, 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 no. 
absolutely not. You're going to get you're going to get solid opinions you can rest your back on. That's what Quest Gaming Network is. Go to us for all of your news. We're not going to let you down. Uh, so well, I may let you down. Well, Dave might, but no one else will. Uh, and if you miss it on QuestGamingNetwork.com, go ahead and check it out on Facebook. Follow us and like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash QuestGamingNetwork. We've got Google Plus as well, Google.com slash plus sign QuestGamingNetwork. And again, everything records live on Twitch.tv slash, you guessed it, QuestGamingNetwork. And if you miss it live, you can always catch the recorded end of it at YouTube.com slash QuestGamingNetwork. All right, guys, we're about to get into our mail. We've got two emails this week. I've been looking for you. Got something I'm supposed to deliver. Your hands only. Oh, thank you. Thank you, creepy uh, mailman in Skyrim. Return to sender. Get away from me, guy. <laughs> Dave, what's our uh, what's our email here from, from Robbie C? What's good old Robbie got to say? <sighs> um, uh, he says, great show. Keep it up. All right. Thanks, Robbie. Moving on. <laughs> Robbie says, before we begin, bear in mind that... I'm not trying to bash ESO. I mm. think it's a fine game from a fine developer, but I've had several gripes with ESO that drove me to cancel myself. Bear with me. I walked through a Dunmer village besieged by Daggerfall forces. Cool, right? No, actually, soft, relaxing music was playing as I met the Daggerfall forces. The entire dozen of them. And did epic things like lighting three ladders on fire or... Lighting three catapults on fire. Quest just feels so much like a grind. Th- really? That's That makes it feel like a grind? Only three? <laughs> Throughout the game, levels 1 through 29, nothing felt epic. Nothing made me feel like a hero. Nothing compared to the real Elder Scrolls quest. Remember, we can't think of this as an MMO because Zenimax said it's the next chapter in the Elder Scrolls series. My question is, am I being stupid here? Where's Are my hopes too high? I truly envy anyone who can enjoy this game. I want to like ESO, but I can't. As I said, it's a fine game, so don't call me an ignorant, hateful troll. I would like to personally thank you guys for adding Classic Elder Scrolls Night, and thanks for all the work that you put into this network. Robbie C. All right, Robbie. Well, first of all, I, I emailed Robbie back and I said, you're not an ignorant, hateful troll for saying this stuff. Ignorant, hateful trolls are the guys that have played the game, you know, for a couple of hours. They got themselves like up to, you know, level 10 or 15 or 20. And they were just like, oh, the game sucks and it's going to fail and it's going to go free to play. And, you know, in, in, a, in a couple of months and, uh, you know, don't even bother playing it because it just stinks. It's, it's crap. It's buggy. Those are ignorant, hateful trolls. Yeah, my, my original email, that should be the benchmark for ignorant, hateful trolls. I don't think I would even go that far, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Getting there, but I wouldn't go that far. That's uh, why we put it right here. Right on the old refrigerator. So, uh, so people that, that complain about stuff in this game without ever really knowing anything about what they're talking about, those are ignorant hateful trolls you're not robbie this uh, is someone who played the game it wasn't for him and he moved on yeah i mean can you blame him well it's his opinion well what i mean uh, i cannot blame him for his opinion of <laughs> man i really don't like quests that have numbers in them right i guess that's what i mean like if that's his opinion about the game can you blame him for moving on i i certainly could i mean that's not my opinion i i feel that 
you know, uh, pound for pound, I feel like everything that he's saying here is just not my experience and therefore is wrong. Um, but I don't blame him. Like if that's how Robbie feels, I don't blame him for leaving at all. I would too. It and have in the past with other games when, when my yeah. experience was much the same. And if, if that's how he feels, I can't blame him for leaving at all. It's just, I grasp that man, that really may not be what he wanted, but, I the this is you know Shank said earlier I don't like it when you compare MMO to MMO but <laughs> we're gonna compare MMOs to MMOs sure. with when you talk something like this it's um, I I keep remembering this one quest in World of Warcraft where um, they ask you to go kill zebras and what zebras are they're zebras but they're unicorns. Um, you, they're asked, go kill zebras and collect 20 zebra hooves. Okay? So, how many you'd expect, I'm gonna have to go kill five. No. Zebras who have four hooves rarely drop one hoof. So you have to kill a million of these things to, to complete this, this chain. So, when I hear Go light the three ladders outside. My, I'm not thinking there are... I have to knock off one, two, three to complete quest. I'm thinking someone told me, wow, there are three ladders outside. I'd really like those on fire. Not anything past that. Just that there are three in existence. Yeah. Go set them on fire. Well, I, I think, to be, to be fair, I think he was saying that... Um, that particular part of the quest did not make him feel, you know, uh, as an example, he doesn't feel like he was heroic in anything well, he was doing. And that was, that was as an example of that. And then I think he went on to sort of say, yeah, I don't see how setting fire to, to ladders really sounds like, man, did you hear about that guy who set fire to ladders? What? What? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I grasped that that's not really heroic. Right. I also grasped that the music isn't very exuberant, but, I mean, uh, how often does Elder Scrolls music sound exuberant? I mean, in my opinion, I well, mute it for a reason. I mean, to be honest, uh, there there are a lot of times when when you when you are going through epic battle sequences, the the music sort of follows suit. I mean, I have not had his experience where you know it's it's peaceful music and I'm in a battle sequence. I, I haven't had that, and I, I know the developers wouldn't have intended for that to happen. I, I, I tend to think that maybe he hit some sort of a timing bug of some kind, but you know, aside from that, I'm thinking that, you know, the grind that he was talking about was not necessarily those three ladders that he lit a fire. I think it was, you know, probably some, I think it was just something that he mentioned that about the game. He noticed without giving a clear example as what the grind was. Right. And, and maybe it's, I know it's not my opinion. Cause I know that when I played through Aldmeri Dominion, Especially once I got off of Oridon. Oridon was horrific. But once I got off of Oridon and actually played through the um, the zones, the zone quests, especially for like Green Shade. Oh my God, I loved Green Shade. Mm. The the like the story of the quests, I, and and they were really quite prolific. When if you sat down and got into them, but. I mean, if the only thing you take away from the quest is how many ladders or how many catapults you have to set on fire and not why it's being done, 
if you just skip through the the dialogue without taking any interest in the storyline, because this is an Elder Scrolls game, and Elder Scrolls, what someone says is almost as important as what someone does in these games. Right. So I can see how it becomes very dull very quickly if you're not investing, you know, the 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 love into why you're doing the small things that may build up to a very large career as a hero. Well said. Uh, Shank from Omen Star, our second email. Excellent. Um, I'm actually now making it a point to not read emails until the actual show. Cause if Arwen does stuff to me, uh, <laughs> pranks, I guess, um, <laughs> So, okay, hold on a second. Let me actually scroll, scroll, scroll. There we go. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I, I don't okay. write them. I don't write them. This came from Omen Star. I don't write them. <laughs> crispy, Crispy, this, this one is for you. You might want to mute. Um, save Shank and his need, dot, dot, dot. Can't you see? It's a subconscious cry for help to his fellow Tamrielic travelers. He's secretly waiting for someone to show him and teach him how to fast travel. Fast travel is the answer to his need for speed. <laughs> it's worth a try if it might shut him up about it, right? Omen Star. <laughs> Do we Omen have Star. that video? Like, can we show that video real quick of him uh, fast traveling? Uh, uh, not on not on hand, dude. <laughs> you don't have it on. Damn. Damn it. Omen Star, you get the huge G award for the week. There you go. I can't believe people. I cannot believe people are still like tweeting me and stuff about the Need for Speed thing. That's excellent. You well, guys keep up the campaign. In fairness, uh, Shank, you haven't shut up about it in about a month and a half. <laughs> I haven't so. shut up about it, but I'm just glad that it's just either a annoying people or b having the complete opposite effect, and they're on board with me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, pretty much everyone hates you for. for- <laughs> All right, guys, your final thoughts as we as we round up the show. Uh, uh, this was a fantastic show. I, I really think that this show has gotten back. I thought it was going to take a couple episodes, but I think we brought the show right back to our roots like pretty freaking quickly. Um, I'm very happy about our our segment in the very beginning. It, it went way long, but you know what? I think it needed to, and I'm happy with, with how things came out for this show. Uh, I think we all had great opinions. Um, I think we we brought up some stuff about the game that that we don't necessarily uh, agree with, and I think we handled them all in in a great way, uh, in a mature way. I think um, you know there's a a lot of things about this game that we absolutely adore, um, but I also uh, feel like we need to bravely call out the the things that we don't necessarily. Uh, we we won't we don't necessarily want to have in the game and if they're unfixable then then fine but um at least it's out there and uh our opinions have been have been recorded weighted measured and and uh added so congratulations guys you did a fantastic job i'm glad that we have all of us together yet again and uh lou your your final thought wow yeah uh great show we did cover a lot um, and, and I just want to say, you know, I'm glad I got Skyrim up and running again. Can't wait to get back into that. And I cannot wait to hop back in my high sword and see what I can do uh, with the new gear weapons I'm getting uh, from uh, one of my fellow guildies. Dave. 
Um, something that uh that we did we mentioned earlier that it may be we mentioned in a poor manner uh, that I want to talk about real quick was actually when before when you mentioned bringing up VR levels. Yes. Uh, you said maybe to level five. Well, what I mentioned and what Lou mentioned is that you don't gain a, attribute points or skill points on VR rank-ups that you can spend. What you do gain on VR rank-ups, though, is you do gain f- plus five attribute points to the main three, I believe. As well, you do get a, a little bit of a lift off of the um, the overcharge limits. Very small lift off of it. But so, so the major point of gaining a VR level is still the gear that you get from it. So, so there is still... There is. It's a small boost. And I guess if you're going, you know, a level 50 versus a, a VR 12, it's significant. But... If you're going to raise character limits to, like, let's say, VR5, it, I still feel that that's kind of a waste. Yeah. If you're going to... In PvP, you might as well lift the limits altogether. I think that'd be a better way to deal with it. There, Let people deal with it by, by stacking a stat. There, there, is, there is a PvP discussion that needs to happen on this show, uh, I, I think, in short order. Um, I wanted to have something like this on this episode today, but I didn't think... If we added that to this show today, we'd be going for three hours. Yeah. See, I'm I'm not even a hundred percent on it because even Ducat's in the chat saying uh, mischance changes too. Ducat, of anyone who knows, we probably have to need we need Ducat on here. We need Mori on here yeah. to really talk about this in in depth because they're the guys who are ridiculously high VR ranks. Yeah. Who would be able to pick this apart for us for our community? Uh, yeah, I I definitely want to have that discussion because there's. Um, Serial concerns me right now, especially with them, with us, with the community as a whole, wanting to have that that arena stuff being brought into the game. And I know, I know, Zoss is 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 uh, you know very concerned about um, bringing arenas to the game because you don't want you don't want Cyrodiil, you don't want people leaving Cyrodiil for arenas because they're already Cyrodiil is already in in a. In, in a very unusual way right now. A lot of people say that, you know, no one's playing in Cyrodiil. I think it depends on the on the campaign you're in. Uh, you know, Rode and I were talking yesterday. He showed me a picture from from his gameplay in Wabajack. He says there's lots of people. My experience of Wabajack is the same, but, you know, you listen to Tales of Tamriel, of course, and, you know, Agilos has basically said, like, you know, there's nobody in, in his in his uh, campaign. He goes there to, to, to PvE, and uh, I may join him on that, by the way, because I want to get to Yeah, PvE. that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like, yeah. Uh, so, you know, I think it depends on the campaign you're in, but um, that shouldn't even be the case. It should be every campaign is just going nuts with, with uh, activity. And, you know, we're lucky on Wabajack because... You know, the name is what it is, and everyone, you know, I think selected that <laughs> server because, you know, it's Wabajack. <laughs> but uh, that being said, uh, there is a, like I said, there is a discussion that needs to happen here on, on all the good and all the bad that's happening in Cyrodiil. Uh, I'd like to have it soon, so stay tuned, guys, for that. Also, next week, 
Uh, we've got a very, very, very special episode coming up next week. I'd like to have both Bradford and Liz on here. Uh, if they can't make it, they can't. But uh, we've got a, a special a special song for you guys that you're going to absolutely adore that we're going to air next week. So, so look forward to that. I'm teasing it for you right now. Shank, your final thoughts, please. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, for one, am glad that the console version is delayed uh, as much as it is. And especially with the news that we're going to get we console folks are going to get the, uh, the all the content between now and uh, whenever they release it. So basically, I was joking with the Varwin. <laughs> get the game, install the disc, install a 14 million gig patch, and just go to work. So <laughs> that's what's going to happen for me. Um, secondly, and finally, need for speed! Shank, go away. I love Dave's face during that. <laughs> Elder Scrolls Off the Record is a Quest Gaming Network production in association with the Middle Earth Network. Have a good night, everyone. Take care, be safe, and as always, may the foos be with you!